Bulk Aggregate Golf, a family-owned and operated business since 1980, Bulk Aggregate Golf provides USGA green mixes, bunker sands, maintenance sands, and all-size bridging aggregate to golf clubs in the southeastern United States. With mobile blenders able to custom blend any root zone specified and the sole provider of tour angle bunker sand. Often thought of as the number one angular bunker sand in the southeast, Bulk Aggregate Golf is experienced in supplying any size job. Bulk Aggregate Golf, the number one supplier of golf turf and sports turf aggregates in the southeast. 1-877-BULK-AG, bulkag.com. 1-877-BULK-AGG, bulkag.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the people appearing on the show and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show's sponsors. Hey, and welcome to Pulling Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. This is the Pro Series edition, kind of in, in place of the Off Course Series. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Tim Krieger. How are you, my man? Doing well today, Alan. We are back recording at the South Carolina Golf Association because we had Zoom problems. Zoom issues. Yeah. Zoom, I mean, aside from the fact that we have to use it as it alone makes an issue. Right, right. Then when the software or the hardware or the platform or the internet or whatever has connectivity issues, it becomes a challenge when you're trying to record a quality product. Yep. And so you zoomed on down here to Columbia. Zoom, zoom. Thank you for meeting me. That was not a Mazda plug. It's all about the audio quality. I think I think that's one of the things that we've heard from a number of our listeners that sets us apart is that it's it, it is the sound quality. It's the quality of the production. It's the ease of listening to it no matter what platform you're on, right? If you're in the Hopefully. car, if you're you can even use it when you're out mowing, you know, with earbuds and things of that nature. Or Darren Davis on your daily treadmill. Yeah, exactly. Exercise. Yeah. I like um, how you left me out that tweet. Which one? About going to see him. Yeah, see, you're kind of you're kind of pouting a little bit because we've been separated. I, I've noticed, you know, <laughs> on a few different items, and so we. Certainly- I think I think we should just start with that. Um, so those four, three people, me being the fourth, correct? Yep, yep, yep. That is our shamble team, typically at the golf industry show. I understood there was a connection that I wasn't involved in, and I mean it's like seventh annual or so. You realize, so I mean right. it wasn't. Just see if they got room for a single behind This is kind of like, you know what? I've been doing this with the oldest son for a long time. You were just born. Like, <laughs> you're going to have to figure this out when you get to be seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best way I can sum it up because you have kids. Okay. Didn't mean to hurt your feelings with that one. He looks pouty again. No, no, so no I'm just trying, trying to, to process it. Trying so, to figure out what you mean. It's been going on pre-Al. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. I that's get all that. I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So, And I appreciate you wanting to be involved in that group. And I'm sure if any of them dropped out, you would love to go. Correct. Correct. But Wait you to... do have to overcome your fear of the Gulf of Mexico and the ocean, right? And sharks. Well, I mean, I'm not going to – you got to swim to get there? No, but we will be doing kayak fishing while we're down there, typically for tarpon, if all goes I well. I mean, I'm scared of sharks, but I'm not scared that's of jumping in the water. the first thing I caught was a shark, and you're in a kayak. Well, that's cool. So just imagine you – you roll you up a big old six, eight-foot shark, and you you reeling that thing in, and it's twirling you around the ocean. And the next thing you know, he's like, what's that way? And he's like, well, you can cut the Mexico? line. Mexico? You can cut the line, though. Well, you can. I would. That's, well, that's my point. So why? <laughs> you need to be prepared to do some kayak fishing you see, when we go down there. We have some friends and some, some mutual partners 
um, that, that like to take me and um, kayak fishing when we go down that way to I'm Naples. A, I'm a big boy. We're going to need a big kayak. I said the same thing at the time. Trust me. I yes, these things are twelve footers that float well. Now you say, well, you say I'm pouting because we haven't seen each other. You you already seem uh, like I've agitated you rather quickly. No, no, it's just I mean I just want to go to that golf course. It looks so perfect in those pictures. The microphones could have been set up farther apart with the table allowance, but because of the headphones, I did have to get a little closer to you. I mean, I just walk in and you're like. 40 feet away i'm like wow should have put you in justin's office i thought the sign said six feet (laughs) it does so So, anyhow who we got this month i'm excited wesley yeah wesley bryant so this when do you you remember when this was recorded it was last august was august okay i'm I'm pretty sure no well yeah it was right after bath he was was either august or september he was on medical leave and his game plan at that time was to play four Corn Ferry Tour events, and then his first PGA Tour was going to be Harbortown. Grass was still growing. So, yeah, I mean, he was yeah. – it was last fall. And so, but he's kind of – we've fast-forwarded that period, and he's back. Man, uh, he's playing well. Made a cut. Made a cut at all three of starts. Yeah, he's doing well. I think I think he's going to be closer to his number than probably, you know, the, expected maybe. The redemption card. Yeah. Yeah. So that he can get back. Hopefully he'll just win and knock that thing out and not worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Have you been watching any of the matches at Country Club Lexington on YouTube with him and his brother? I haven't had the time. No, yeah. I, I've, I've seen, I've, I've, you know, interacted on social media with him a few times, thrown, thrown a few jabs their way when I see some stuff. But yeah, I hear you. Um, no, but I, won't, I I'm gonna just jump in real quick. It's a special day. Um, we talked about this when we were here with Bland, kind of the importance of the building that we're in regarding yep. the uh, the South Carolina Golf Association headquarters, and the room that we're in is the wall of fame and the south carolina recognition of a lot of winners and champions but i think personally uh my first day of work here was i think february 21st 2000 um in the golf business per se in the carolinas and allen's was july 3rd 2006 now you were already in the golf business i wasn't um but to get a a, a transition i dare say a start into the administrative side of the more holistic look at the game yeah totally um i was a counter rep before that yeah you know i'll have to give hap lather a lot of credit for both of us giving us an opportunity to get started um yeah and regardless of the work paths that we went through while we spent time in this building it's kind of unique that this kid that we're going to be talking about and i say kid i think he was 10 when i met him yeah when I was employed here, maybe 11. Um, had an older brother that was just amazing at the game right then. Right. Um, and we'll touch on that a little bit, but for you and I, who've both been employed here and now been able to develop our own skill sets, I dare say, um, and move on and to help the game in other ways that we're both probably more suited to, maybe so. Right. Um, it's pretty amazing to come right back here you know kind of where it all started totally and for me in a section of the building that didn't even exist when i got hired you're right so but to tie all that back again this episode being about wesley bryant and to watch a youngster over the last 20 years develop oh my gosh as a person i mean oh to see the highs the lows the maturity the immaturity right um, (laughs) That those are the stories that we leave out now because he is a successful young gentleman. Um, yep, yep. You know, both in his faith, his family, and in his his career. So True. anyhow, that was my rambling about the building, Alan. Sorry, I didn't mean That's to go great. on there, man. But I will say, I 
coming out here i did not miss the ride the drive the daily commute i'm so happy i don't have to deal with malfunction junctions they call it around here i do want to tell a quick wesley story and tim maybe well hold on let me tell you i hadn't made the ride from lexington over this way gosh decade Uh and i got no reason to be coming from graniteville um through columbia basically right and for some reason i did the other day and where i used to live to have to get here Uh uh-huh oh heck no (laughs) traffic oh my gosh the road construction that's going on all the way through there yeah 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 i mean and it's the three lanes down to one because they're trying to make it three right i I thought about poor joey i mean he lives out maybe he can take the back roads over the dam to get yeah he goes over the dam oh gosh that's just crazy so anyhow all right so my wesley story was a i don't know what year it was he was junior senior in high school we were doing the u.s junior qualifying at santee national not a great place for june for it's just hot in the summer oh i remember doing all stars there and but right and back those days you know i never did all stars there it was gone you know but they used to do 300 kids there supposedly yeah 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 if you get a rain delay oh yeah throw it out the books but that was one of those i think miller ended up in a closet at one of those (laughs) townhouses that's i've heard about that yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh so what the deal with those u.s junior qualifiers back then it was 36 holes you played 18 made a cut played another 18 now they've actually got it where it's just 18 holes it's not that marathon uh but wesley on his second round and he was leading after the first round like 67 68 or something made eight birdies in a row out of santee national i rolled up on like birdie number six or seven and his mom flagged me down she's like wesley just made six or seven birdies in a row and so i was gonna stick around and just watch him until it was over and i think he birdied that hole then it was over so i was probably the kiss of death but mm. typical alan didn't you have a story similar to that it's on the pot. Oh, that's I right. Think, I that's think it'll right. come up here in a little bit. But yeah. he went on a stretch there during the Can-Am matches where he just went on a tear at Watchesaw. That it, to me, it's phenomenal just because the tees they played from as an adult. Right. You know, to to go low. Yeah. You know, when you're 13, 14 years old, it's, it blows my mind. I just – it's been so long now I'm just remembering kind of the interview. We definitely talk about the golf ball incident in there. Oh, yeah. On this yeah, yeah. interview. Oh, yeah. Which has been a taboo subject in South. That's never really been discussed publicly. Yeah. Well, and I think we handled it well. Oh, I think we handled it great, yeah. I, we, you got me I think we need to go back and pre-listen to this. No, one, no, no, no. We're going to let it stand. But, yeah, hopefully the uh, the Golf Association will enjoy it and promote the podcast a little bit for us, especially because it's got, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's done so much. It's great, you know. He, he gets it. He's given back, you know, yeah. here locally, too, and not only his his time, but – also you know a lot of autographed items and things of that nature that they can use to raise money with right right and i guess i'll go ahead and spill my beans then we'll get to the interview something that nobody would know and nobody would ever really hear about if i didn't say it because wesley wouldn't say it but so my oldest son blake has cystic fibrosis and he was granted a make-a-wish and part of he's really big and a dude perfect and so that was going and this we're talking a year ago well before covid and so that was going to be his wish, probably go to meet Dude Perfect, go to their studios in Texas. And Wesley was at the country club one day, and I got the kids up there just to do a picture in the pool and weeds house, purely promotion, you know. <clears throat> and this, I can't remember, this was well before the tour championship last year, like I said. And so Wesley took the picture, and Blake asked him something about Dude Perfect. He's, and this is when they were on their Dude Perfect stadium tour, you know, doing live shows. And he said, would you like to meet Dude Perfect? And Blake said, yeah. So you know, he said, we'll, we'll figure it out, and I'll be in touch with your dad. And uh, so Wesley ended up playing golf with him at Atlanta Athletic Club 
when they were doing their concert or tour in Atlanta. It was actually it was in August because I was at State Am and Thornblade. I, I couldn't go, and so my wife, two kids, and in laws got to go to Atlanta Athletic Club, go out there on the course with Wesley and Dude Perfect, or you know they got to see him finish, and then hang out and meet the guys, take pictures, and as they were walking off 18 Green, Ty, I don't know if you know Dude Perfect very well, but kind of the main guy, the bearded guy, Ty Tyler, looked at Blake and said, "Don't waste your." make a wish on us you can come out there anytime you want to i go to hawaii if i were you so that's so awesome yeah it is and and, and wesley we're trying to coordinate it he's gonna go out there with us you know so that's kind of cool that's amazing whenever that happens but now since all that all that's happened dude perfect's now a sponsor on his golf bag yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah so kudos to wesley so that's i hope you know now you can at dude perfect hashtag and let them know how much they're appreciated as well as oh yeah you know wesley and, and you know it ties back to what do we talk about on this podcast all the time people yep. relationships that's yep. what it's all about and yep. so i think it's amazing when you see success stories like that because i think if you or i were able to take him and our vision of him as a 12 to 17 year old and say this is what he'll be doing in 10 to 12 years we'd both probably have chuckled a little bit and said yeah right 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 but he stayed the course yeah he busted his butt he's put in more time than i think a lot of people give credit for you know i think that's the time and dedication into the game is where it allows you the knowledge and the ability of the swing to do the trick shots right correct the creativity he's a shot shaper there's no doubt about it and that's you know when you can take that and then go apply it out there where they are right that's amazing because there's a lot of guys out there that are successful but like Nicholas, he took the left side of the golf course out of play, right? That's right. You know? Yep. Watch Wesley's highlights on the PGA Tour. <laughs> He's got the low left down pack just like he did in high school and college, just like we do. Uh, um, you but know, he stayed up that day. Funny, just looking back now, the Brian bros, before they, when they were just George and Wesley in high school, Dutch Fork, they would always wear those socks jacked up, like Sunday socks. Oh, yeah. Tube socks. Tube socks. With the stripe at the time. It was sometimes black, too. Oh, yeah. And you know, halfway up the leg when no other kids were doing it, and I promise you, other kids started doing it. Oh, a year or two question. later, yeah. yeah, yeah. Leaders lead. That's right. Let's so go. Anyway. Let's hear him. Let's get to Wesley Bryan. Well, what else were we going to talk about? Anything this morning? Well, conference and show. Let's touch on that after. Yep. Perfect, Wesley. Simplot Turf and Horticulture is one of the leading turf and ornamental distributors in the United States. We share your passion for these markets and to your success. While our roots in this industry started in the western United States, we are dedicated to bringing that same high level of customer service and product quality to you as we have demonstrated out west. Our mission is to provide you, our valued customer, with a level of trust, service, and support that is unequaled in this industry. Simplot Turf and Horticulture, bringing Earth's resources to life. Welcome in to Pulling Weeds. I guess it's not off course, it's the Pro Edition. We're, we don't know what the name is, but by the time you hear this, folks, yep. there will be a name for this series. We are joined today by Mr. Wesley Bryan. Wesley. Howdy, guys. Howdy. Thank you for having us in your home. Absolutely. What a beautiful home. I'm proud of it. It is beautiful. My wife did a great job. I feel the same way about mine. Let's talk about, uh, we're in the man cave or his office. Lots of memorabilia around here. We do. We've got anything from what I'm looking at right now from the days at the big break. That's, um, I forgot about the big break. Yep. I, you know, I forgot about it until the other day someone was asking me about it. Uh, I'm looking at a bobblehead 
that was gifted by someone. I'm not sure where that came from. You know, I'm looking up at a picture of me and Justin Bieber right now. Oh. He's in the office here. He's up there in the top corner. Now, we're, we're actually you we're, at Quail recently. Wasn't he the one that that's on all the social media? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we sang some of his music together. Oh, yeah, I he's, that. I mean, he's talented, but I'll be honest, I kind of dominated the show. Um, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, me and Webb and Bubba are down here from the Par Three course at Augusta. Looking at that picture right now, that's a good one. That was one where Bubba almost made a hole in one. He should have. Um. Yeah, we're looking around at a lot of things. You know, I, I think one of my favorite pictures when we're looking over here to the left is this is like the front page of the newspaper or maybe the sports section. Yep. And it's a drive that I clearly hit either so far off the heel or so far off the toe that the club face shut and did basically like 180 degree towards the target. Right. And it is, man, it's impressive. Yeah, the ball in the photo is, is what's amazing. Right. The fact they just didn't look at the club face and be like, man, you know, that probably was not a solid strike. I'm trying to figure out where you were at impact based on where you are there. <laughs> a lot happened between impact and there. Well, you know, more than likely that came on Saturday. I think I shot a wad. I was in contention going to the weekend and Phil was playing in the group right in front of me. And I think I was trying to hit into him all day just to, you know, make for a better story and then shot about 77 and shot my way right out of contention there. How about these letters from <laughs> Mr. Palmer though? Yeah, That's yeah, those, yeah, those were pretty cool. Um, I really was shocked when I got the first one uh, after the first web win, and then um, Shooty kept sending them. And then, I mean, really right up until the day that he passed, he was writing those letters to guys. I mean, the one from, shoot, August 8, 2016, that was not too long before. Oh, yeah. Right. That's amazing. And mm. your scorecards from your web.com wins? Yep. And those are the actual cards, the actual letters. Those are the actual right? cards, and if you go read one of them on the the first round at Kansas City, I made a triple on maybe like my fifth, sixth, sixth hole, hole up there, and ended up shooting one over on the front nine. And underneath it, I said, "Whoa, that's average." And this was when I was actually in the scoring tent. And then on the back nine, I birdied the last four holes to shoot twenty nine and put, "Whoa, that's good." So then when I signed the scorecard, so those are actually the original scorecards because that's my handwriting underneath each awesome. box. Man, that is that's great. cool. Bunch of bags used to be. Let's talk about Ooh, wedges. I guess let's Ooh. go. Let's go back. Dang, I didn't hit him up for wedges yet. Yeah, if you need, if you, <laughs> you need wedges, you, you can't need. take you can't take the American flag ones. Oh, not the first ones I yep, noticed. Those are amazing, wow. and then I've got the Augusta National ones with every single hole in the name of it, whatever flower or tree it is. You and you out. use those at the Masters? Mm-hmm. Just the Masters only. Put Just the Masters only. Wow, that's so cool. So Tim, I guess you've known him longer than I have, technically. Well, that's I'm just in awe. Um, you know, I feel like Alan and I arrived recently. We partnered with uh, Turf Lego, so we're going to be in Lego form soon. He, doesn't, he probably doesn't know about Turf Lego. Well, I know matter, about Lego, But he knows about Lego. That's my point. So there's this entomologist in Penn State, whatever, and he's gotten into this. A what ophthalmologist? A bug guy. Okay. Yeah, he studies insects. <laughs> Riveting. Um, so I'm looking at the bobblehead, and I'm like, my man arrived. <laughs> he's got a bobblehead. Right. That's how right. Alan and I are in our little world. We got to Lego, so we're like, yeah. okay, maybe we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, I can't remember how old you first were when we met, but maybe 10 or 11. And I just remember your sister always hanging around. 
pause for technical difficulties yeah, here. Yeah, I'm drooping. drooping. I'm drooping. I need yeah. to take it back. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'll do. And then I'll come in. Oops. Yeah. Um, but I think you were like 10 or 11. And I think your brother at the time was a little more well-known because he was a couple years older. And, and he was a stud. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, between him and Beershank are the two best wedges I've ever seen at the time At the, when you guys were hot. Which Nick, Beershank? Nick? There's a lot of them. Well, yeah, and Nicky would be the one that I would think of. Tommy was always crazy with the pitching wedges. I'd watch him on web tour events, and he'd go to the driving range for the crowd, and he'd say, all right, I'm going to hit that flagstick. And I've seen him do it three times, <laughs> which to me is pretty bold. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I think the whole thing really got going when we were down at Can-Am because I think you went three years after your brother, and it was the first two successive – Folks who made it three years in a row, much less were brothers that right. went three years in a row. And I think you guys even overlapped for a year, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you? Yeah, probably t- one or two years, yeah. Yeah, and so I think my most fond memory of that was on the last day, and I might have the story wrong, but this is the way I tell people. You were like two down going into the turn and birdied seven holes in a row on the back to end up winning the match and like walking off on 17 or something (laughs) those those matches between there and the carolinas virginia matches those i do remember being some of the hottest stretches of golf that i've experienced even to this day i mean (laughs) this poor guy from virginia caught one of those situations except started from the first hole one year and yeah it was something about those matches being really competitive and playing for your state it was yeah i think it brought out the best of me yeah we did I asked. We're going to broach it real quick. The Can Am incident. Were no. You, yeah. See, I'm not employed by there, so I don't. I can talk about it now. I guess. And I'm more worried about him. Can we stop for a beer shank story real quick? Absolutely. My very first uh, attempt crack at Q school involved a beer shank. And well, hold on, I'm, which one? Well, I'm about to tell you. <laughs> I am. I'm, I am on the first tee, and I show up, and there's a freaking camera crew that comes out. And it was in the middle of Robbie Beershank when he had his, his television show, and reality Patton, series yeah. going on. And I'm paired with him the first two rounds. And so you, we've got the camera crew out. And I, I could give you a million guesses at who was caddying for him. And you couldn't ever come up with it. Got to be Chris Patton. It was Chris Patton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Patton was caddying well for him. With oh, my a, gosh. With a camera crew and Robbie Beershank. I mean, if y'all don't know who Robbie is, then guy's a character. He, he yeah. needs his own television show um so that was a hilarious two days so the small world tie with robbie now uh yeah i mean i guess so he that, owns that. shanks in malden mm-hmm. the driving range yep well it got shut down and shanks two is the old champions retreat or whatever they called it in powdersville right there off of 81 and 153 okay he now resides there and owns that one well that's two miles from my house so you're a frequent Visitor. The boys go see Robbie over there all the time, and then, and, I, and I struggle because I'm like, I think we're going to ride over to Legacy and see your brother for lessons. And so they've gone over and seen Nikki for lessons. So that's okay. small world story is another Can-Am youngster from yeah. 15, 20 years ago who's now teaching my kids golf. So it's, it's pretty cool. So now, now we're talking about back to the Can-Am incident. There was only one junior golfer in the history of South Carolina junior golf to get expelled for a year and this was the incident that caused it and who got expelled for spoiler a year? alert it was not me it wasn't wesley it was spencer cole yes oh. yes oh and yeah okay. i think he would have been probably eligible for player of the year that year I'm he would have thinking yeah God, was good. see i was thinking of a completely different story i'm glad you went with that one okay 
I don't know. I don't know that story. I think he knows the one I'm thinking of. Is this the golf ball incident? Yeah. Yes, this is it. Yeah, okay. Spencer. So, I'll just blurt it out there. Somebody wrote, Canada sucks. Ding! Sorry. (laughs) Donkey something and uh, hit it at the Canadians. Well, no, no. Somebody wrote it and then somebody else decided to hit it. And whoever hit it hit a very accurate shot that landed at the feet of the Canadians on the tee. As the story from their point of view would say. But from the real point of view is the ball flew about 75 to 85 yards over their head in the fairway in which they were walking up. And they picked up the ball. And then there was a little bit of displeasure, I guess, when they read it. And when I wrote it, I just initially was going to play it from myself. And it was going to be funny amongst our practice round group of guys. And then I might have had a crazy idea that I think it'd be funnier if they, if like we lost the ball and they found it, but they were in the group in front of us. So we were trying to figure out a way how they could find the ball. So he launched it over their so heads. So he launched it over their heads. Yes. But I mean, in no way, shape or form did it even come close oh, that's to great. Hitting, hitting somebody. Yeah. So on, as the, as the 20 something year old with no experience with children of your own, much less <laughs> teenagers other than living through my own teenage years right. to get that call over the radio Chaperone. and what happens next. Hmm. I still to this what day. What did happen? Did you get a good talking to from Hap? Uh, Hap no. wasn't there. It was me. Oh, no, it was Tim and Mista Quick. <laughs> Mista Quick came up laughing. Yeah, and, and I've got <laughs> parents and coaches in my ears. And Tim he needs to be removed. I'm like, oh god, what just happened? Tim people? was not as thrilled with uh, the situation. Okay. Yeah. I was in HAP management mode at that time. Right. Whenever anything went wrong, you have to get upset. That's the first rule of thumb. Get upset, fly off the handle, and then go back and revisit it. <laughs> uh. And everybody was chuckling. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad was... we were able to talk about that. I was a little concerned that that wasn't going to come up, but it was. And to, to be fair, Spencer was always a very genuine, nice guy. He was, just, he was kind of like me where he didn't always make the greatest of decisions. Right. He was just a little better at carrying out the ideas that I had in my head. So he was one of the Carolina juniors that ended up out of state. Yeah. Yes, he went to Alabama. Correct. and um, I don't know what he's doing Siebel. now. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. But he was really good. Probably one of the best talents I've ever seen in junior golf for sure. We had some strong squads back then. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So I tell people the story, the flip side now is, and again, not to, I mean, we're looking around a room that is all full of golf accomplishments, but I I brag about your life accomplishments and who you've become, Um, the path that you follow, I dare say. Um, And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a bright spot and it's, you know, from that joking story Mm -hmm. to where you are now, you, you look at a lot of the kids who didn't follow that same path. Right. So, I mean, I have an amazing wife to to give some of the credit to great, great parents that I started to actually learn and listen from the older I got. Um, and then, I mean, a lot of it really comes down to who you surround yourself with. I had still from middle school, some of our, my best buddies still, we go to lunch once or twice a month and, um, just having good people around you helps. That's awesome. Well, I can tell you that even as of last night, um, I forwarded your father's phone number on to someone who's looking to get involved in the game of golf. How about that? Um, yeah. He probably will talk to him for an hour. <laughs> and not charge him um, for any of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's, yeah, I will tell you, though, but you, you're, the family, um, it's, it was one of the inspirations. It was one of the first, if you will, junior golf families that I remember 
as a unit. Everybody was yeah. always there at every event. Yeah. And then the whole family, as they started competing, it was just like a mainstay. It was really neat to see. So let's take it back, I guess, kind of when I met you as junior golf. And I just want to bring up Orangeburg Country Club, state mm-hmm. junior championship. Yep. How does all get out? I think it was my first one. And it was. It, uh, Miller, Miller, Chris Miller, the managing director, would be funny sometimes. And he, he grew up with y'all. I mean, you knew him since mm-hmm. you were born, I assume, right? Yep. I mean, he worked with your dad way back when. Wesley wasn't wearing underwear that week. It was so hot. And so Miller put it in the story. He, Miller could not hold off about it. He's swinging free and just, you know, oh the, the yeah. jokes in the press release were. But yeah. only those inside would know. Correct, correct. But you did play with a coin a quarter. You marked your ball the quarter that week, 1965. Yep, you I did. You shot 65-65. I did. And, and, I, and I got off to a commandoing lead, <laughs> I think, right. was one of the other quotes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, so it was definitely going to be a shootout between him and Jacob Berger. Jacob Berger's home course. Oh, lives on 14 or whatever. Right, and so Wesley. Blue roof, I believe. Wesley walked away. Not walked away. I mean, he was comfortable going in that final round. I got fussed at for that picture, your champion's photo, because your shirt tail was untucked. You know, we had not much he's covering the sweat kid. ring that wasn't absorbed well, by anything else. <laughs> right, right. And I let Charlie Roundtree stay in the picture. I was supposed to just be him and not him and Charlie. But How, who gets you in trouble with things like that? I just was told to. Anything. My, I, I blame Biff. I mean, just, wasn't there. Well, I know, but you can just blame him for everything. Yeah. Now you can. Now I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Especially now. I still have your scorecard, I think, from that tournament. Really? I do, the winning scorecard. We might have to throw it in here somewhere. I have to go dig it up. But there's a few I kept that I thought had potential. I like the up. fact that there's still some shelf space, man. That tells me you still got some gumption. You're still going, man. What's the yeah, plan? Yeah, I'm still going. <laughs> Where are you at now? Well, we're rehabbing. and What'd you break? I broke my shoulder. Mm. Um, more specifically, the labrum. Uh, it's all fixed and repaired and good. Still popping. Uh, I mean, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I mean, really? we're, I mean, we're what, nine months removed from it. And yeah, it's, I still can't play golf four days in a row. And what are you, and, are, you are you full swings though? Yeah, I'm full swinging and everything. But once I hit a bunch of balls and then I wake up the next morning, it feels like the incredible Hulk has squeezed my shoulder all night and I wake up and it's just throbbing. So I don't know. Eventually that'll subside and I'll get back to competition. But um, as far as life goes, I mean, I couldn't have picked a better time. We had our first child and moved into a new house and uh, I had surgery right there around that same time. So it's been great just to be, I guess, more or less a stay at home dad. um, Nice. And watch my child go through the whole progression of early stages of life, which in the past if i was traveling i probably would have missed a lot of these yeah. marquee moments these words that we're getting at 10 months yeah, that you're this, telling us yeah people they just won't believe when i say that she's saying like cracker and purple and i mean it and pineapple. pineapple i mean yeah i mean it, i'm telling you they just came out that's amazing that is well look as a as a parent we're all proud of our kids and so you can brag it. But my kid, my kid's prettier than all your kids, for sure. <laughs> Without question, because I have two boys. So mm. I'll give you the prettier. So Mine are more handsome. <laughs> you grew up, did you grow up at the facility now? Uh, in 10th grade, or in 9th grade, my parents built it. Tell us about that property, your dad's Yeah, so uh, the academy was started when I was growing up, mostly at Lake Murray Golf Center, I guess, the old happy time driving range. Right, right. 
Um, and then my dad branched off and started doing his own academy thing and wanted to build his own private facility and bought a piece of property, 10 acres over in Chapin and built uh, a couple hitting bays and a wedge range in my backyard and then kind of a, a place to hit drivers down power lines over to the left Which side of the property. Awesome. You, you know that? You, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if oh, you yeah. can hit a driver, keep a driver in that, you're going to be all right. Well, obviously, I didn't spend enough time practicing over there. <laughs> and then there is a chipping green that is faster and firmer than any U.S. Open or golf tournament that's ever taken place. And that's kind of where me and my brother and sister messed around most of the time and uh, developed short games around there. And yeah. so, yeah, I had a, a full practice facility on property. So when I'd get home from school, I'd go mostly just hit wedges until the sun went down and then now when i i came out there when y'all were still filming trick shot some mm-hmm. i did that we did that halloween thing that nighttime the glow deal yes we did the rough was like six inches high and mm-hmm. you're like this thing needs to get cut did you cut that did you maintain that green no my my dad cut it and then chase butler he, he's in charge of one. it yeah Yo. i think chase does most of the cutting now does he air fly on top dress mm-hmm. do all that stuff yep wow Good for Chase. Got, Do you, Chase are you Chase just smiling and nodding? Do you even know what we're talking about? Airification and top dressing? Dude, to. first off, yes. I love it. I, love it. I was trying to transition to the superintendent side. The Sorry. superintendent side. I mean, do I think there's some golf courses that airify a little too much? Absolutely. What's do, a little too much? Uh, three times in one summer. Oh, that's yeah. too much. They're probably having some fun challenges. Right. That's that's too much. Um do I think that you could go away from the bigger holes and go more to these small plug holes? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's a pretty simple process. That's, you just you punch holes and you sand them and then you spray some stuff. I don't like the painting. Now, that's one thing that we can talk about. On green? Don't. Painting the greens green just to make it look prettier. What about fairways? No. Well, why are you anti-paint? Because it gets on your golf balls and the bottom of your shoes and stuff. Okay. And then your towel, and it just ends up everywhere, and just to make a golf course look pretty. Is that bad paint? Because I just you talking about when they spray stuff. Yes. Okay, that's not painting the green. Well, no, I'm I'm talking about when the they, blue dye and the chemical. Well, no, I'm talking about when they actually paint in the in the when things go dormant. Right. Yeah. Like after the fresh paint. Okay. Theoretically, it dries. I mean, I thought it, it maybe clogged up the soil some. No, it doesn't do anything along those lines. It's it's not even really paint. It's uh. They're usually vegetable based or something that's very. Now I get like the, the pesticides or whatever they're spraying with that has the sure. blue dye in it. That, okay, but that dries. Yeah, that that dries by the ball. Yes, that dries by by the evening. So the paint there is it, it. There have been a lot of advances in the last couple of years. That's all that I would say. And, um, you know, it's hard for me to offer an opinion on whether paint's good or bad. Um, some courses have to have it. Like you get down at the beach, right? And the reason that Myrtle Beach is so popular in the winter is because they overseeded for years. It was mm-hmm. green grass for all those Yankees. Well, now they're going to alternatives to that. Calling them Yankees is so insensitive. Did I just say Yankees? Yeah. yeah. I meant Northerners. There you I'm go. sorry. I meant our friends from above, anywhere above the Carolinas that come down and play golf in Myrtle Beach. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> You're sir. welcome. I like your political correctness all of a sudden. Um, but I think what they've learned in the last couple of years is they, first it was greens. Mm-hmm. And now some of those folks are using fairway paints. And so it's not ryegrass. It's fairway dormant paint Bermuda. Is the worst. So it's dormant Bermuda. And they have come down and said, hey, 
this isn't the green we expected. And so I think it's a it's a fine line that the owners have to walk because mm-hmm. it's it could be a cost savings versus yeah. bent grass seed or I'm sorry, ryegrass seed and then the cost to grow it in and then your course has to stay wet for a couple of weeks and so What did you say is the worst? The fair when they paint fairways. Okay. Oh. Well, and I tell you you guys have a different spin rate. Cuz it looks so rate. fake. Well, it can and you guys play a different spin rate than most amateurs and so your ball potentially has a chance to react more when it hits the ground whether it's mm-hmm. the fairway or whether it's the green to potentially leave that skid mark i always tell people it's it's no different than when we played out in the yard and we'd come home and we'd have grass stains on our jeans or on our khakis for instance or for whatever reason and you get that same effect potentially during the winter time but we're not like sliding into these greens anymore it's just you know, <laughs> we're walking on them in a golf ball so yeah well, any other fusses about maintenance practices? I like it. Let's get them out. So we, we don't um, like the painting of the greens. We don't like the big holes. We could definitely go with smaller holes. If you have Bermuda rough and you're trying to host a tournament, you don't need to have it to where the ball sinks below the level of the golf ball. It actually makes it easier. And I don't even know if people realize that. What? Yeah. Bermuda. It, Bermuda Just grass. Bermuda you don't need long rough. It's actually better when it gets longer because what you do is you just end up hacking it out in front of every green. Now you can't get to a lot of the greens, okay. but it keeps the ball in front of you, and there's still there's no spin right. on it, so it stays pretty much dead straight, and you can roll everything up to the front edge of the green just about. Well, huh. when they have the ball sitting halfway down, you just keep a inch and a half height rough then you more than likely are going to have half of your guys going over the green, half the guys going right, half the guys going left, and half the guys coming sense. up short. So like Club head grabs yeah, on the way to the ball. Yeah, so your miss is going to be either a knuckleball that goes way long and right. It could be one that just flutters up and goes short, left. There's so many more options. And and I I think that that's one of the problems that I have with – because I grew up in the South. I understand Bermuda – rough a little more than guys that I compete against and when I go and compete against the guys that I compete against they think that it's fun to have four inch Bermuda rough to where you just hack everything out just beat it long right chunk it in front of the green yeah exactly get up and down on those and the ones that you're in the hole you try and make birdie right so interesting what kind of grass you got in your front yard that's I have got a zoysia some thin blade I believe it's Zeon I could be wrong it's a good looking zoysia or emerald maybe yeah, so we, we, we planted it in or rolled out the stuff in December, so it we kind of missed a growing season. Right, right. And so it's still it it's good. Reco- it's recovering. Or it's trying to it's trying to get there. So you don't cut it, do you? Oh yeah, I cut it. Real mower? Yeah. Like a like a green no, mower? No, like uh, a, no, like a push a, mower. A push mower, electric yeah. mower. That's the same thing. Electric. Yep. Look at you going green. Yeah. Well it's not about going green, it's more just you can get it one, in one it's, charge. It's quiet, so if you want to listen to music and cut your grass, you can actually do it. Okay. Um, and it just happened to be the lawnmower that my brother-in-law has next door, and I just go and borrow it. I like it even <laughs> better. So I don't have to keep it in my garage. I see this as, as a potential for one of the new um, robotic mowers. You know, the little base you yeah. can plug in. Yeah, yeah. And then you could put the line around both your yards, and it just goes. Hmm. You never touch it. When it needs to, be, it knows when it needs to be cut. It's just constantly doing its thing, and when it needs to charge, it comes back, plugs in, and. When you play in the John Deere, y'all get to go play on toys, right? Yes, Ooh. we do. John Deere is my favorite tournament. Why is that? Because the toy playing. Yeah, because Tuesday is tractor night, and you get to go and play on every single piece of equipment they have. Move any amount of dirt you want. Really. 
Oh, and it is. They're the big equipment. We're not just talking no, no, turf no, equipment. No, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about the ones, yeah, the ones that have the buckets that are as big as this room. Oh. And, yeah, it's great. Anybody ever messed up and the turned anything dig. over? No. Okay. They, I mean, they've got people set up at every right. single station and instructing you how to do it. And then they have the the games where you can try and get a golf ball on a string and pick up like a, a noodle and move it. Really? Well, that was where a, I think Amanda teed off for the tournament. Balionis, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. With the uh, the front end loader. Yep. She swung it and yep. hit the big golf ball. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a fun event. Are there any other favorite. events where you get to play with things like that? Hmm. No. Yeah. No, no other big toy store. No. Man, the Lego Open. How fun would that be on Tuesday night? That would be that'd be popular with the kids. Well, as long as I could find y'all's Lego, we'll get you a set. It'll okay. be online soon, one day. I don't on know. Twitter. We might only have a couple sets made just for specifics. I'll come out on Twitter. Oh Dr. yeah. McGraw, yeah. Oh yeah. I just sure. want to see it. I don't need it. I don't. I'm not going to play with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get your daughter one. Alan is definitely bigger than me. Are you the last Battlefield promotion guy? I think so, yeah. How was that, man? Going, I mean, you got kicked off. You and George both got kicked off the big break by a veteran, a disabled veteran, not disabled, but, you know. He, ha- he had one real leg and one fake leg, right. but and people were trying to pick on him, and he just, he was a daggum Terminator. He yeah. just, you Chad, Chad just was dropping him left and right. I, I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. We I mean, he, the thing is, he hit the ball. He hit it fine. He hit it good, and. He was a good player. It's not like he was one of those guys that's going to go and shoot over par every time he plays. It wasn't one of those sympathy feel good. Just right. no, no, no. give this guy a spot on the show. The guy could play. Yeah. And so you both left there and then web.com. Mm-hmm. And yep. We both left there. And then that next year is the year when the trick shot stuff really picked okay, up yeah. steam. And that uh, fall is the fall that I got through Q school. Okay. And then, I mean, Did I you have to go playing. through all the stages. Mm-hmm. Not well, exempt into any. Oh, I mean, I was exempt through pre-qualifying. So okay. I got through first stage, second stage, and final stage. And that was real. That was some of the best golf I've ever played. Um, Did you get picked on for being a big break and a trick shot guy? Yeah. But, I mean, once I got to that point, that was more of like the general public. But right. once I'm out there and competing, yep. like these are the same guys that I played junior, college golf, amateur golf. Um, I mean, all, all the, the best players are the same ones that I'd played golf right. with since I was 12, 13, 14 years old. At the U.S. Amateur at Pinehurst, you were, I don't know if you were medalist at one point or second. But, no, I finished second. But you, uh, well, I, I think you told me, you said you didn't hit a fairway. You got up and down from everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much missed every single fairway at Pinehurst, Pinehurst yeah. number two, and shot, I don't know, maybe 67 and I got in and thought I was going to be medalist. And then turns out this guy named Robbie something from BYU birdied four of his last five holes to snag the medal from me. <laughs> well, that was before it was renovated, right? Cause if you missed every fairway now, you're going to be in sand dunes. Well, no, I think that was right when they had renovated it. So they okay. had, well, or maybe I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. I, I 14, remember 15. I remember, this remember been my, my caddy. Well, my caddy, called this team of individuals that would go and rake back all the the pompous that was in the waste areas back towards you so if you hit it in them they would be facing away from the green and he called it team f you over and so every time i hit it in that stuff he he, he mentioned and it's it's deck column uh oh well, pc's proud yeah, yeah you know that yeah wow and so that that team of individuals is what he 
there was that a lot of mentioning funny. of them all week. Okay, Mr. Jeffries, you didn't hear any of that. I know you don't listen, even though you've been on. Yeah. <laughs> the superintendent has been on before. Okay. Number two, Jeffries, we had yeah. him on earlier this year. Well, good dude. Yeah. Well, he's got a good product up there. Oh, without question, it's a good team. A couple people from the neighborhood are up there right now playing, actually. Let's talk about Cacique. Cacique's great. Yeah, that's a good track. How'd you get to Cacique? Where'd that come from? See it on his bag. Oh, they sponsor you. Yeah, so Kiowa Island Club is one of my sponsors. So that's Cacique and River. And the River course is just freaking hard. I haven't been on the River. Oh, man, it's hard. And Cacique, I mean, it's also a a good test of golf. But it needs wind and stuff to protect it. But River. Those are the two clubhouses that see each other, correct? um, No, they're probably... Like, wasn't that where they were set up? Away. But I mean, like it was something in Ireland or whatever, where there were two unique clubs and there were clubhouses that when you were in the top of the clubhouse, you oh, could maybe. look over the bay and see the other clubhouse. Well, you know what? Maybe you can. I have never looked over to see. Yeah, because then the River Club burned, right? Yeah. They lost the clubhouse, clubhouse a couple years ago, and I think they had to rebuild it in the same spot or something. I don't know. Ask when you're down there, but I remember. Or I'll just go story. up and look. Yeah, do that. Do that. <laughs> so the, what's the, they got the two holes that interchange? What's it called? Um, At Cacique, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, it's... it's part, was it par five and par three or two par fours? No, it's a... Well, you can either play a par four that goes left, a par four that goes right, and then from there you either have a par three that goes down the hill or you have a par three that comes okay. back up the hill. Okay. And then a par five, you have like two different directions that you can play. One from a lower tee box, based on the routing of it, a lower tee box, it gives you a more straightaway look. Um, and this is hole number six, by the way. So... And then, or you have a straight downhill look over the, it's one of, it's actually a really cool stretch of golf. You can have three or four different golf courses. So do you like link style? I do. I prefer link style golf. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's more, it, you have to be a little more creative and there's a lot of altering of trajectory, trajectory and shots. You played in the open, right? I did. Where was it the year you played? At Burkdale. Okay. And boy, did we get a rough end of the draw, weather-wise. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, it's all coming back now. Yeah, it was brutal. And that matters. I mean, that's... Oh, it, that, it, yeah. I mean, it, it can make a 10-shot difference. That helped Luke, I mean, I feel like Lucas's draw at Bethpage helped him with those rainy days. He, he's got a trophy regardless. Oh, I love him. Is that the only time you've been over there? I've been over there. I've been to Scotland another time. And then we went to Ireland after the. Did you do the old course, St. Andrews? Mm-hmm. And did St. Andrews? That. Did um, this place called Osprey? We did. did Glen Eagles. Oh, you did the big ones. And I know I miss. Oh, in Kings Barnes. Nice. What'd you think of Kings Barnes? You know, I mean, I don't remember that much. Okay. About it, I remember it being really, really pure and a lot of really cool views. But I, I mean. When you're over there, it's hard to remember anything over the old course. Like the old course, well it's a, you you stand on a tee box to a 70 yard wide fairway that you're hitting a four iron off of, and you're nervous <laughs> just because you think of every single person that's <laughs> ever been anything in the game of golf has sat right there on that same tee box, and yeah. that's a golf course that stood the test of time. Just they don't alter it. So just, on a random Thursday. I snap it left into the bleachers because they were set up three Mm -hmm. weeks because we played there, hit wedge up, and make about an eight-footer down the hill breaking left. 
And there's 40 people that we don't know that just cheer for you. Yeah. Just, oh, absolutely. And then, and then we were there on a Sunday and it's a daggum park. Oh, the Himalayas. Oh yeah. You're going to see 80 year olds out putting. Yeah. And well, yeah, they just have people set up picnics in right. the 18th fairway. That. And you're like, this is like <laughs> one of the most unbelievable golf courses <laughs> in the entire world. Our taxi and, took us and drove the road. Yeah. Between 18 and one. I didn't, I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Oh, that's the real road that we actually see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. So I told Tim in 2017 at the Heritage, the year you won, we were there doing the Coca-Cola Youth Putting Day. And you were you were on the putting green. You saw me. And uh, he's like, you said, I'm going to give you a reason to come back on Sunday. I was leaving mm-hmm. on Wednesday. And I was like, well, if you do, I'll be back. And you won, and I didn't come back. So. We had to ask him that. I said, Alan, did you go back? <laughs> no, I didn't make it. <laughs> Man, that was a great story until you got to the part where you didn't come back. Yeah. I know, but I was still proud of you for holding up your end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I mean, how how was it? I was certainly at home watching, rooting. You were a couple groups ahead of the final pairing, right? Yeah, I was. I was probably three groups. Were you watching leaderboard and watching it happen? Yeah, I mean, I watch leaderboards. I don't feel like it affects my decision making yeah. and I just would prefer to know where I'm at just in case I have to do something. And so it was nice getting up on 16, 17, knowing kind of what you have to do. Right. As opposed to like, if I'm not looking at leaderboards, especially on a day like that, where I would have thought that I'd be trailing by a few yeah, yeah. at very least. And now I'm on 17 and 18 trying to press and make birdies when I know all <laughs> I have to do is make pars. That, that's, those are the times where I feel like it's very beneficial to, <laughs> Especially on that closing stretch. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of extra pressure on those with any kind of wind, and man, that's going to change your outcome completely. Mm-hmm. Who are you paired with that day? Ian Polka. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's. Cool. Do y'all get along? Absolutely. I'm telling you, I get along with everybody. I've figured out a way. Like a great cat. Yeah, I mean, they're guys that that are notorious for being themselves. Themselves, yes. And I mean, those are the guys that I like to jab a little extra and. <laughs> And kind of go a little more into their space where they're comfortable. And that's, I mean, some people, that's just being very negative and making fun of them and like talking a lot of trash. And then some Flip of them. Flip Wedge Challenge, for instance. Right, or, exactly. Or something along those lines. Well, I will tell you that, so you may or may not remember, but we were doing this thing called Rounds for Research. Mm-hmm. Where I we remember. Where we take rounds of golf and we sell them online and yep. all the money goes to Turf Research. Well, in 10 years, we've raised over 400000 just to here in the Carolinas for Clemson and NC State. And so that year is when you recorded on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling your mom, hey, I think Tim's still mad at me from Can-Am. Yeah. I, we I giggled think, yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I pulled you off to the side. You recorded it. Well, we had McGirt do his as well that night. So it was nice for us to say, look what's happening to these guys who um, are helping film this because you won there and then he won the memorial. Yep. And so that's that the same year right then, yeah. like within the month or two or whatever. Yep. And so we rode those coattails on social media mm-hmm. saying, look, if you help the cause, look what you get. Yeah. So, you, you get a trophy. Yeah, exactly. So Jim Huntoon, golf course superintendent at Myrtle beach, the heritage club, you met him at Aiken club. He, I believe he introduced himself. Yes, to you I at, did. At the, were you at that fried egg event or are you just hanging out with George? No, I was at me and Clint Tollison played. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. We we got ousted on the third shootout hole. So we we What was your handicap? Plus? No, they put all me and George and at zero. Okay. And they had Clint as a four handicap and I mean Clint's not really a four handicap. I mean he could be like a fifteen handicap now or okay. he could be like a plus three. Right, right. 
Um, so you don't really know what you're going to get with them. Yeah. And same with me right now, really. And so we're on, we, we made it to the, the third shootout hole. Like we, we got paired up in matches, six hole matches yep. in our afternoon round. And that was to determine whether you made it to the, I guess they called it like a horse race or something. Right. Right. And we won all three of our matches and then we got through the first hole playoff hole and George and Sean Martin for the record did not. Okay. We're playing alternate shots. So we made it further than them. We got through the second hole via chip off. Wow. Um, because everyone tied and they're giving shots out to people and stuff. So, yep, yep. um, makes it tough. And then right. I, we're playing alternate shot and I hit one right down the middle of the fairway on 17 and Clint Hosel rocketed one. I mean, I'm telling you, it was the best shank I've ever seen. It was his third one of the day. And uh, yeah, so that, that sent our dreams of winning the thoroughbred. You weren't able to hold out from there. I had 110 yards on the side of a tee box in the rough. I think that's what shot Huntoon put on his Instagram. That's all that. Yes. Yeah. And Clint was hitting from 137 yards in the middle of the fairway. Right. But so, I will say, <laughs> yeah, I will say though, Clint was all the moral support and that we needed. We actually shot about the same score, best ball as we did alternate shot. He came to play that afternoon. He just, just unraveled for him yeah. one shot. Clint's a good dude. I remember him from junior golf days. And the reason I bring that up is Huntoon called you and I golf elitist that we only play the fancy places. Now where I think Wesley and his brother are the anti golf elitist. You play anywhere and everywhere, whether yeah. it's Timberlake, Northwoods, I still got to Northwoods all the time. I know. You were out there. I went out there. Bellmead. Well. The other. There's two different Bellmeads. Just let Jim know, since you're listening, we play Bellmead, which is phenomenal. But if you're going to call us an elitist, it's not his Bellmead. Correct. It was the <laughs> well, public, public Bellmead. I want to go to that Bellmead because yeah. my boy from Bartram is over at Bellmead now. And, man. If yeah. You won't be disappointed, they are, man. They're phenomenal. Yeah, the surfaces are great. He compared them to um, his other only other round of golf in Georgia, which is, you know, that place, the Nash. Yeah. yeah. How many times you played before you became a winner and uh, earned an invite there? How many times did you played Augusta? Prior? I played twice. Okay, I figured a few mm-hmm. more than that. How'd you get over there with the school? Uh, no, we went over there with Hootie. Oh, cool, nice. Hootie uh, Johnson or Hootie and the Blowfish? Hootie Johnson. Not, okay. I don't know if Hootie and the Blowfish would pull that kind of weight around there maybe they would i'm not I'm sure. sure they can now I'm sh- they're maybe. back together yeah they're they're back together <laughs> former chairman hootie johnson correct correct just I mean, these people listening they might be younger don't know true but they might know hootie bit. and the blowfish because they're touring right now in europe correct i mean but they're married back together Taylor, guys mm-hmm. your sisters played there right i mean the whole family hadn't hadn't you um Was I, don't, Chandler no, I don't think i don't Dude, think mc's played there now that i think cool. about it that's not cool so you're, his, we used to do a dinner with the Bryans every year at the Fort Picard Christmas Classic, a parent-child event in South Carolina in December, week before Christmas. And we'd always do Mexican. There was a Mexican restaurant. We'd always have dinner with the Bryans. Mary Chandler was always funny because she couldn't eat a thing. She would eat basically sauce and chips and still get sick, it felt like, every year. Yeah. You and uh, I remember having dinner with you and Chase Liebler one year. Well, first off, going backtracking, we didn't let Mary Chandler play in the parent-child portion when she wanted to all growing up because, oh really yeah we me and george alternated right with and then we we're like well when when we leave you get three years in a row that you can play with pops you don't get to get in this rotation right now <laughs> that's hilarious she was a bit L- chapped about sister. that she has gotten the short syndrome. end of the stick that i'm unaware of 
Yeah. I mean, it, it all came full circle. She married a complete Jim and William Rainey. It seems like y'all get along well with yep. him. Seems like a creative dude, too. Video, photo. Oh, he is. He's yeah. unbelievable. And he's actually coming to stay tonight. He is he? He will be coming in town shortly. They're, where are they now? Charlotte? They're in Charlotte. They they still play good big golf? I know he's still playing yeah. professionally. He's He is good. Yeah. He's really good. I saw him last He's going to make it eventually. Um, okay, so back to Ford Picard. Okay. MC, she yep. throws up all the time. She had bad reflux growing oh, okay. up. She still does. Gotcha. I miss those dinners. Those were always nice. Mm-hmm. Fun. But, uh, and then one other story I wanted to bring up. Are we in a cul-de-sac here? Yeah. We are. Okay. I just watched him go by, too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect him to come right back by. That's what surprised me. <laughs> Was uh, it a golf cart? No, no. dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, running brown dog. Yeah. Oh. Um, so we are, there used to be a four ball at the Westin in Savannah, Savannah Harbor. What was that called? Mm-hmm. The club at Savannah Harbor. And Chris Miller. This is Chris Miller's story. So Savannah Harbor. That's the name of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Chris doesn't have respect for other everybody. You know what I'm saying? And Wesley had this hat. And Chris has got a Sharpie in his hand. And Wesley, Chris just walks by and grabs the hat off his head. Or I don't know if he left it on his head. And autographed Chris Miller on his favorite Gamecock hat. And it's ruined the hat. You know, and what if Wesley doesn't have the money to go buy a new hat? That's not Miller's problem. Miller doesn't care about stuff. My like favorite that. hat. Right. Mind you. So somehow the next day, you know, I think I got pictures of that. And then Wesley's like, I need a Sharpie. So I went and got him one. And Miller was doing the scoreboard. And he went up and wrote on the back of his head in Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that tournament, me and Chase Liebler were playing together. And I remember y'all putting up a little bit of a stink about giving us golf carts because the heat index was like 124 degrees and the golf course was like give these guys golf we don't care if they're not all of age to drive like they're gonna die walking and i think it was chris the one that was like no they're fine to walk yeah it wouldn't have been my decision it would have been his yeah those were air conditioned golf carts yeah we yep we did we had air conditioning golf carts then y'all went back and did your alligator trick shot video we did we did one there this was a, that was a good time. I missed that tournament because they put you up in the Western right there on the river. Mm-hmm. You had the, what do they call it, River Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I met my uh, college roommate, Sam Braver, for the first time. Sam, I just, did Sam just, Sam in the business or is he out of golf? Uh, I think he's in the real world. Okay. Doing real well. Okay. Would be my guess. Good. Now, I knew Sam from the Bobby Chapman. He was a good mm-hmm. kid. Oklahoma? That's going on right now, yeah. too, huh? He was always... He went to Oklahoma. He transferred after our freshman okay. year to Oklahoma, and I think he stayed out in Oklahoma City and is in the was in the financial. He was world from there. Georgia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, everybody knows somebody in finance. Oh, absolutely. There was a kid recently who, a Bobby Chapman kid, I got Sam confused with who won on a tour somewhere, mini tour. Well, let me ask you something how How hard are the demands on your time? Mm. from sponsors to people like us yeah. to whomever. Well, 18 months ago, very demanding. Yeah. Now, not so demanding. It's amazing. <laughs> when you're playing good, everyone's, market. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah, we'd love for you to come do this, that. I mean, I, I pretty much say yes to everything I'm asked right now. Yeah. Are you still, I mean, are some of those contracts still good, like Skechers, Taco Bell, yeah, things of that nature? They're, they're, I mean, they all were set to end this upcoming year and then so i mean we're gonna have kind of a clean slate but i know there's a few that are still are you under a medical good. exemption mm-hmm. so you've got the yeah. opportunity when you're healthy to come back without having to go yeah through the i got the paperwork actually the other day i have like 21 events to make x number of points or so nice. i asked him before you got here i said is there a registration like entry form you have to do to 
enter tournaments. You know, I assume every other golf tournament has an entry form and a, you know, entry fee. And he says, no, he just gets a computer and clicks a little bubble and says, I'm coming. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Once you've got that, there's different status levels, I assume, and then your bubbles become more prevalent. Well, no, they just have, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You <laughs> can't click this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you can, you can commit, like I could commit to every single tournament, but they just won't let you in. It's, uh, it goes based on your number. Okay. So right. like the priority ranking. I so gotcha. when I come back, I'm going to be like a little worse status maybe than I was, but I still will get in and hit like, so they have the categories of like past champions, lifetime members, top 125, And then it goes to like the web category from people coming up to the tour, but medical exemption actually falls in front of them. So okay. you got sorry, web guys, Bill McDonald stories you can share. I got some that I could share and I got some that I definitely couldn't share. Right. And for everybody um, listening, he is the golf coach at the University of South Carolina. Correct. He is. Um, Great still. dude. One of my favorites. Still one there. One of the funniest dudes. Still yeah. there. Yeah. He's amazing. You actually need to have him on the podcast. Now, he's one of the few guys. He wants me to produce a podcast for him, for his own podcast. Well, he needs one. I know. There is not a human being that... I don't... This is going to sound negative. It's not meant to be negative. He is one of the most unbelievable guys with sarcasm. Yeah. Mm. I would say he is, it's almost like he's a sarcastic genius. Like you don't know whether he's being right. You have, you you cannot read him whatsoever. I mean, I've spent four, the better part of four years with him and still by the end of it, couldn't read half the time when he would say something, if he was being for real or not for real, I'd have to ask him like six or seven times. Like, just so you know, like I'm going to, there's going to be an action after this (laughs) and it's, (laughs) I'm taking you at your word that you're being serious. That's so I'm going to, I'm going to go on. He, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's a good one. What about, but, uh, well, I was going to say okay. one, um, one tournament in particular that I remember was the bulls Bay event okay. and me and Clint always roomed together. And, but this particular time we had a house and then the very top floor was a very nice bedroom with two like queen beds in it had a great view um over like the boardwalk i think is where we're staying in wild dunes i think for that event and so i mean it's a very nice house and we go and we play a practice round and we come back and we're taking showers and coming back from dinner and stuff so it's late and i mean they're just crickets chirping all over the place like what can't figure out. And so then we're looking around the room. I mean, there are hundreds of crickets. I mean, we're flushing them down the toilet. Where the heck did all these things come from? And so instantly, I mean, we had to move out of the room and go and like sleep on the couch. Like one of us was sleeping on the couch and the other one slept in the bed with someone else. Cause we had to move out of this room. I'm not kidding. There had to have been thousands of crickets that they put just in our and bedroom. Him. I mean, well, it, it took a while to get it out of them. But I mean, when there was that, Highly oh, concentrated area. Yeah. He and Burson oh, had gone to a great. bait shop and gotten like oh, $50 worth of crickets. Whatever that, he, I think they, they, they that's a lot of they crickets. Said, hey, 50 bucks is a lot of crickets. He said, we got 50 bucks. Give us as many crickets as you can give us for this amount of money. All right. So I have to ask now. That's awesome. How did you, you all play during that event? Yes. That did was the night well the first or not round. well? I mean, probably not well. So there's a, in, I, this is new to me, but just within the last year at our office, we have a cricket, and I'm getting ready, you know, just do the standard bug removal, and the girls freak out. No, they're good luck. You have to pick them up and save them and, and take them outside. Huh. 
So that's going through my mind as you're well, telling the see, story. You're, you're, you're flushing them down the toilet. I'm like, dude, they went all his luck. You, <laughs> how does superstition play into this with uh, you and your game? Well, you're talking about girls at the office. All I could yeah. think about was like, oh, well, that's, you're talking about Ann Mainis and Oh, no, no, no. My office. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know. Sorry. Yeah, I only work with women in my office. Oh, okay. We talk about triple couponing at lunch. It's definitely not an SCGA lunch with all the guys no. around the table. We we were a major couponing family. Now, if you need a another podcast guest on a couponing seminar, my wife could come in and kill it. Really? Oh, yeah. In the days, and you have to know when to go and which ones and which oh, stores absolute, to go to. Absolutely. Yeah. We had it down to a science. We, it is a science. Yeah, she would come Tuesdays back. She would come back with like loads of groceries from CVS, and she would have gotten paid to go yes. there. Right, right, right. It blew me away. They were telling me that story. Did we time. need any of this stuff? No. Yeah, yeah. We have no. 23 two liters of Dr. Pepper. Well, they gave me 58 cents a piece to take them. Right. right. Yeah. I'm like, that's well, it. I just stopped at 23. That's all they had. <laughs> I'm like, okay, at least we're on the same page now. I'm yep. understanding your math. Do you Are you aware of the time Wesley was struggling and was aiming for the hazards? You ever heard that story? Uh, no. You mind sharing that? Which one? When I shot 101? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on well, tour? No, this was in college. Oh no! Um, yeah, I, there, there was a point in time I, I was a, a pretty good college player. I would say, at, in, a, in a really good amateur, like at this point in time, probably a top twenty amateur in the world. Sure. And I got the oopsies off the tee, and it started <laughs> bleeding into anything that I hit off the tee. It didn't matter if it was a four iron or if it was a driver, and I would have to like. If, if I wanted to hit a fairway, I would have to aim 100 yards left of the fairway. But you couldn't ever in good conscience do that. So we got to Kiowa at Turtle Point. Sure, it's a great place. I'm sure there are nice people over there. But you just don't have to worry about me ever going there for anything <laughs> ever again. So, um, yeah, I, sh- I actually technically shot 100 but signed for 101. And, um, yeah, I, I, like Alan said, I had to. I was trying to hit balls out of bounds. I would like but, aim at a house and try and hit at a house, and just then it would let it come back. Right, but you hit a couple houses too. Yeah, I did on number nine. I hit or eighteen, whatever the whatever hole that was. I kept aiming farther and farther left, and I kept hitting this house to the right. And I think I hit the house three times in a row. I've certainly hit my share of houses. I'm looking at mm-hmm. that trophy, the El Bosque Mexico mm-hmm. Championship. You didn't play on the Mexican Mini Tour with Club Pro guy, did you? I did not. Now that. I think you can find seven pars in a row at some point up there. Maybe. <laughs> no, probably not now that I'm looking at it. That's funny. Yeah, right there. Third round. Third round. Back nine. That was very average with this note under that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, very average. Two birdies that day. Huh. So who – um, do you work with a an agent, a local buddy, a friend, or is it like a professional thing that somebody calls you and says, okay, now you're here – Here's people you work with. Yeah, I have an agency. They're based out of New York. Um, it's Excel Sports. And so Mark Steinberg and Andrew Kipper are my two guys. Nice. Mm-hmm. Are you a salesman for Tsunami Bar? I could be. Do you need um, one? No. I saw Does you, anybody else need one? I saw you working it yesterday, though. What, yep. what are we talking about? Tell them about Su- Tsunami. The Tsunami Bar. It's the flexible barbell and... Um, training tool yeah multiple use multiple so like use. you can bench press power clean you can do all your olympic lifts with it and it just it flexes you so you get it. yeah so you get more different muscle fibers or hit when you're using this one versus a, a stiff steel bell 
bar bar. Oh, it's for working out. Yeah, it's for working out. Oh, that's why I've never heard of it. Ken right. Taylor. Ken Taylor. Yep. Ken just, trains me a few times a yep. week. You still got to hang out with him. I know it's the worst. I hope you're listening, Ken. I love you too. You know he only calls me when he wants to play golf. Well, at least he calls you. He doesn't even call me. Hmm. I call him. He never answers. I text him. I can maybe get an emoji back from him. You know, he's one of the toughest people to get in contact with. Bill McDonald. Lord, I hope Ken's not listening. Bill McDonald made up Ken Taylor. I think Ken knows this. Ken wasn't on Twitter. So Bill McDonald invented a Ken Taylor Twitter. And apparently he'll get the boys together, the Gamecock golf team, on their morning workout and say, boys, we're wolves. You got to get that meat, get that top of the mountain. So then – Bill's always tweeting about wolves and wolf. and you know, just, That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Ken Taylor, but it looks like Ken Taylor. It's really Bill McDonald. My wife used to work with him over at the gym there off of, I don't even remember what the heck it was called at that point in time. Yeah. Now, the one that was over by the old Target off of Garner's Ferry. Hampton Hill. Hampton Hill. Yep. Yeah. That one. Yeah, you yeah. get around. So, uh, that's crazy. And then he was at Brick House, and now he's at Tsunami Bar. The Golf Digest Top oh, 100. So wait, it's an actual bar? So, the suit. It, it Well, yes. It is an actual bar. It's an actual device. And then there's a club that you go to where you use these devices? Yeah, well, so they have... It's actually called William Strength. Okay. And they produce a lot of stuff. But the one particular product that I use a lot is Tsunami Bar. That's the, the branding name of it. And there is a gym. It's like a private gym where KT just trains people. And then that's where I go to work out on the weekends. It's a Tsunami Training Center. It, it's a Tsunami Training Center. But... I've got a key to the place, so when no one's training over there, I have my own personal gym to use. I like it. So, on the um, weekend. did you ever use the orange whip? The whip? The orange whip? I did not. All that, right, what, what was the other heavy club? The Medicus? The Medicus? Yeah. Oh, no, I used to be able to hit balls with the Medicus. Like, I could hit the 7-iron. Right, that well, was the one that had the hinge that yeah. broke, right? Yeah, I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the hinge you went on. Momentous. The, momentous. You yes. could hit balls with that, too. They made the momentous driver that you could hit. I never hit that. Tim's bragging he can hit a ball with the Medicus and not break down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I used to be able to. <laughs> but I bet your swing would not look too good with that. Compared to the way I make the ball fly now, no. Yeah, I hear you. So Do you hit it better or worse? Tim hits it good. Tim, what do you shoot now? If we were to go play 18 holes, let's say at Lexington with your boy Chris... What are you going to shoot? Um, I'd be a little nervous playing with you. Okay. So Just know that I would shoot right now anywhere from 58 to 82. <laughs> so I, I would say 78 to 85. 78 to 85. Okay. I carry a, a, I think I'm an eight right now. Alan, what would you shoot if we, on, under the same circumstances? 80-ish. Uh, oh, somebody's up. Is that dad calling? Well, that, that I can tell you, you, I can. Well, I can tell you that's not her being upset. That's well, probably her playing. She can get in corners of rooms and just show how loud she can like yell with like a smile on her face. There was a, and it one, sounds awful. The video you you showed the doorstop her doing the <laughs> yeah the little spring thing. Oh, He's like, I got all these toys, and she's on the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had to take ours out actually because the little man was taking the plastic cap off, so we had to go with the solid metal ones because mm. that little choke hazard cap thing well we do need well you can also just hot glue it you should you need some covers for your electrical outlet sir we keep this door oh okay. or closed Ours we the she, office. this ain't dad's this the, ain't, 99% of the houses is baby proof I can only imagine okay so you wanted to get to the top yeah, we're gonna get to this and we gotta get out of here we've kept you too long oh, so the top we? top 100 you've obviously got magnets by the ones you played yeah is that something you buy from golf digest or is that no so we were at a golf digest event and they just gave okay. them to us okay so that was like, I guess, one of our partners when we were doing the trick shot stuff. Where do you keep your we magnets? Ask them about Bandon Dunes. How good is that place? 
Uh, Old McDonald is not a good golf course. Every, all, the other three are amazing. Okay. Old McDonald, they just didn't quite think through the greens, in my opinion. So I would be critical of that one. But the other three, I mean, Bandon, the actual Bandon course in Pacific Dunes, those are two of the, my favorite golf courses I've ever played. And Old McDonald is probably one of my least favorite golf courses I've ever played. I'm just excited. I got a few on that list. But I'm you saying haven't the, played. Like what? Uh, Yeaman's Hall, Kinlock. So, uh, oddly enough, I've never played Yeaman's Hall. I've never played the Ocean Course. What about Cherokee Plantation? Um, I've not played Cherokee. I took Alan down there a couple weeks ago for the first time. Really? He got to shoot a crossbow. He didn't get to play golf, though. Yeah. Mm, I'm thinking I'm going to go down to... Have you been to Ahupi yet? No, we're going um, next month to record with Rep. Huh. Well, Rhett Baker, the old super at Palmetto. Maybe, maybe I'll see you over there. I'm, well, we could time. You been here yet? Where's that? Congaree. I have not been Congaree. That's Congaree's logo. Yes, sir. That's amazing. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get over it's there. It's a tent soon. and a river. A tent and a river. It's two tents and the river that runs through. I thought it was like, yeah, I know, American I, Financial or something. No, no, but they're. <laughs> I think they own American Financial. <laughs> yes. yes, it's a nice place. Well, Wesley, thank you for having us here, man. Why? Are, why are we? Why are we shutting it down? We don't have to shut down. I just figured you were busy, dude. You're Let's looking. I'm not. I'm not up. busy. Is there anything else you got? It's not even eleven o'clock. What did we leave off? Is it not? No, I don't know. Close. I kind of like the uh, the what. Okay, what do you like about maintenance practices? We've talked about the big holes. We've talked about the rough. What's your ideal setup? So a few things that I really appreciate that I've gotten in my old age. I appreciate good, clean cart paths yes. without bumps and stuff. Hallelujah. Okay. I really do appreciate that. And then I know this is kind of a shameless Concrete plug. or asphalt? Does it, it does, matter? It does not matter. What's, or sand. It doesn't matter. Right. Crush, crush oyster right. shells, fine. Right. That's fine. And y'all know Chris Mitchell, Red. Um, I do the, work with them. Okay, so yeah. he he's got his own company where he goes and like fixes and seals. It's unbelievable, right? What they do. What they do. Yeah. So Flat that's line something. Contractors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's it called? Flatline Contractors. Alan they, just got paid for that plug. We, we right. fix cartpass.com. I'll be billing him for that plug, but Alan got paid for it. So somehow or another, this <laughs> no, is no. What I'm saying money. is, I just talked to him recently about it. So I'm glad we could get him a plug in in here on that because yep. I, some of y'all's listeners for sure they would be it. able to use that service. So I appreciate good cart paths. Okay. Yep. Um. I definitely appreciate when I see that a course doesn't really care that much about fairways and tee boxes and all that stuff, and they put a lot of emphasis in greens. Okay, ah. you do. So, you so do. budget I, challenged courses that focus focus on, on greens. Your yes, I gotcha. exactly. So at a course like I mean Palmetto's perfect year round, but just about. But for the most part, you know that they're going to have good greens. Every time you go out there, like their fairways might be struggling a little bit, but they are never going to have greens that are not attended to. Um, I appreciate when I see golf courses fill in bunkers instead and like are making cost effective decisions, like taking out bunkers because that's wasted money and maintenance on spots that they don't need them. Wow, that's a Um, quote that could be viral right there. Yeah. I wasted really money and maintenance. I don't think a lot of golfers appreciate what you just said. The amount of time and energy and labor that goes into bunker maintenance. I appreciate that. Also really appreciate when I see superintendents actually working instead of riding around on a golf cart. Yeah. Mm. Um, so nice. like, like the other morning we're out playing golf. I know they're, they were a little short staffed that morning, but Chris Devane is over there mowing tee boxes and setting out tee markers and stuff. But just seeing yeah. that 
he's actually out there getting dirty and working. Right. I mean, instead of part of the team. Right. I know it's more of a a managerial, you have your staff and um, you're doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I wouldn't see. But when I see them out there actually getting their hands dirty and stuff, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Nice. What about like grass types? Um, You got favorites, non-favorites? I love it when on, well, I, I mean, I personally prefer Bermuda and okay. especially when they in putting and mm, in, in putting mm-hmm. yes I love Bermuda you like Bermuda over bent grass absolutely wow and absolutely. when they're what were you about to say when they're <laughs> around the greens when it's all mowed into the grain I just love that okay so you don't you don't necessarily in the tighter the better I like it when they have when they use a lot of because most golf courses you'll see that they'll suppress the blade of grass on the green, but they won't suppress it in the fringes and chipping and approach areas. But I do appreciate when they suppress that grass. That's I think what he's describing is like some growth regulators, for instance, yes. like okay. some primos and things of that nature. A lot of guys will only put it directly on that putting surface like he's talking about. And so then those roughs get to be really tough and challenging. So would you prefer like uh like the tight bent grass collar? Or your pension shots? Yes. Or you want a little fluffy? No, I don't. I don't want any fluff. You well, want I mean, I, I would prefer it. Obviously, if I want to just hit like nip and screamers out there, sure, I want a little fluff I mean, and like, I want it down grain. But as far as what's going to level the playing field and gives me the most advantage is when everybody's really struggling, does not hit the shot. Man. So that's what I like. And that's those super duper tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm just talking about right off the edges, like where you've just missed a green and you're, you're making an your chip or your pitch back. And in. also I'll tell you another thing. T boxes. T boxes is one of my biggest pet peeves when they think that in order to get water to drain off a T box, they need to slope them and they always slope them to where the ball's <laughs> above your feet as a right hander. And I don't understand how that's possible, but just if you just added a little drainage on the actual T box and crushed up, like just build it up, I don't know, like two feet and, had some natural drainage under it, you could have a flat tee box, but so, they want to they want to get the water draining via a slope. So you like the laser leveled tee boxes? Yeah. Well, they still say they laser level them, but I'm pretty sure they laser level them at about a <laughs> eight degree. So how were quails? Yes, they were pretty flat for you. They were. I mean, I missed the cut there, but well, there's a story about Tim. <laughs> they Keith Wood. What do you do? Roll them. He put a one-ton roller on the tee boxes to firm them up. A couple weeks out, and they got so firm they wouldn't let any water in there. So Kerry Hague's out there squeegeeing. Well, no. So well, the, when I saw Kerry, he's engaged in conversation with Keith. So I, I'm not a typical volunteer in my mind. I am to everybody else. So I just mm-hmm. walk up and get in the conversation. You know, I've never met the man, so I want to say hi. And there are three tee boxes where the water's not draining; it's puddling, and there is a concern because during play, apparently. If any one player is standing on a tee box and deems it as unplayable conditions, they have to blow the horn. And so he's freaking out. So what are we going to do? This is Tuesday night. Keith hands myself and another superintendent, Eric Dusa, who's over at, um, he runs the Shraw, he helps with Shraw and the state park mm-hmm. system. And anyhow, it's a, it's a broom handle with a piece of wood about this big with 12 nails sticking out of the bottom of it. And he says, go airify the tees. You've seen the tees at Quail, right? That's amazing. <laughs> They're like 30 yards wide by 70. Yeah. This is three months after a heart attack, and I'm out there with Dusa <laughs> plugging holes. Well, we do it for three hours. And all I'm saying the whole time to Keith is, 
I swear there's machines made for this now, right? <laughs> and the whole thing is you can't air fire during tournament week. So sure enough, man, the next night we're leaving the shift. They've got the air fire on the tee. They can't break it up enough. So Nobody you- knows. It's not pictured. It's after the whole crew's left. It's like 8 o'clock at night with the lights on. They end up air firing those tees. Yeah. So you... Well, it's better than pulling weeds, right? <laughs> We I don't know. A lot Pulling weeds is kind of a fun thing this year, but yeah, yeah no, it's uh, that was my volunteer stint over there. But yeah, those. So have you never? You ever worked on a golf course? Ever in your never younger days? Have I ever? I assumed you would have. I mean, I've like cut a few holes at right. Augusta's practice facility. The, but... the teams. Mm-hmm. Okay. Favorite course ever? Uh, well, Augusta National. Really, St Andrews. Those are the two that are just so far above the next one. You've been down to Seminole? No, nope, I haven't. Okay. Um, favorite course that nobody's ever heard of? Bartram Trail. Which is? In Augusta. That's where I played mostly. Public course in Public Augusta. Public course in Augusta. Okay. So if you're there for Masters, but like Forest Hills and Bartram are the two courses that I played mostly in Augusta, but Bartram always was just so much fun. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. You don't really feel like you're in Augusta. Five par fives, five par threes. Oh, you can nice. make really? a lot of birdies out there. I like that. That's all interesting the, layout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, What's the other one that's down there with all the turkeys? Cross something or other? Creek? What's the creek down there in Georgia? Or outside of there? Aiken? Uh, Aiken? Yeah, the Aiken area. What's that? The one that shut down? Yeah. Cusaw Creek. Yeah, did you ever play over there? Had the, like the mill right when you drove in the that's little water Matt, wheel. I think that's where Matt Neesmith or the Provost grew up playing. That's not there. Matt, Matt Neesmith. That was oh, one of mine. Oh, it was kind of like well, that. Are, are you thinking of Mount Vintage? No, no, no. no. They had twenty seven. I remember you had to go past oh, okay. the Gypsies or the Travelers to get to <laughs> Mount Vintage. Yeah, well, you're yeah. being very insensitive, I know, man. Gypsies. I, I, I slipped up. Yankees. They're, 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 they have a new name now. <laughs> I got the update. <laughs> the I just recently got on social media. Sorry, man. They're the Travelers. Yeah. So uh, speaking of travelers, I just switched my home and auto insurance to travelers. Did you really? He's probably getting paid to say I was that. Go- I was going to say I'm not. I, I expect ten percent of that. I guarantee he got paid more to say that, and I did something about flatline. But uh, well, well, no, I didn't. I'm not. I'm that's because I'm going to edit that out. But All right, they, let's talk about Taco Bell for a second. Your affinity. That's not a. That did not start as a promotional. Thing. No, that, that was, was an organic beginning. Right, and it just grew, man. That mm-hmm. was awesome how it happened. So you won your first event. You weren't you were in Mexico, correct? No, my first one was in Louisiana. And you and went there's you I, take, is there a Taco Bell in Mexico? Uh, I'm not being insensitive. I'm right. just curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say when we were leaving, this is after I signed four hundred flags in Louisiana and we were about to drive to Dallas, Texas, and keep in mind it's eight thirty or nine o'clock at night and yep. we're about to have to drive to Dallas, Texas. Through the night. Yeah, me and George through the night because we're filming a daggum trick shot video with Brody Smith the next day. Awesome. So great. I mean, we were like, oh, we're going to be closed. After I finish, we'll just drive over. Well, when you win, it takes a few hours to get out of the place. Yeah. So we take a left and on the main highway out of the golf course, and we go about a mile and a half, and there's a Taco Bell that's just calling our name on the right. And I'm like, I am starved. We've got a lot of hours in the car that we're about to push through. Like, we need to get it started right. So, at Taco Bell, we I just kind of put out a tweet. And then when I won in Mexico for the second one, well, no, there was not a Taco Bell. But right. as soon as I landed in Indiana for the next tournament, I stopped at Taco Bell for lunch. And me and George hammered it there. And then <laughs> after I won, the Digital Ally Open did the same thing. And... 
And then the RBC, you called your home Taco Bell and yeah. said, stay So open. that's another one of those deals where you win a golf tournament and it's a long, and we had a lot of family and friends with us. So afterwards we just um, stayed at the clubhouse, walked across the street, had a nice dinner. And then when we were driving home, I was like, "We, I mean, got to do it. Right. So, I mean, I'm not going to be getting back home until two o'clock in the morning. So I called him. I was like, guys, y'all... Or gotta stay open. I don't know what what else to tell you. Yeah, and they're like, I don't think so. like we close at one. Uh, you gotta stay open. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, we'll I take, can't we'll, imagine that like, conversation. We'll, we'll, but I like we'll the PC take version right we, now. We will take care of you. Just yeah. to keep the doors open. And so I had to go in there and get my Crunchwrap Supremes, and that's great. So I did it, and that developed from there. Then mm-hmm. right, that's yep. where the whole opportunity aroused. Or they call you. I was gonna yeah. say, did they? Did they? reach out to you online did they have a witty comeback to a social media thing first or did it well, represent no I think it was it's one a, of those people talk to my people things well no it was a so after that social media thing that i put out at three o'clock in the morning of being at taco right. bell um the next morning there was like a article in usa today or something about <laughs> <laughs> this golfer wins all this money and celebrates by his seven dollar taco bell or whatever and, oh, so, and so then the next day taco bell and your people yeah talk to my people and cool we had the ball and in, in, in motion there and we're sitting in the taco bell funded office now yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> who would you want to deal with who do I want one yeah, with? Yeah, I mean, Taco, you love Taco Bell. Who's something, what's, what's something else? You would be like, you know what? That'd be the best. I mean, I only wear Hanes underwear. Okay. I don't know if since that's Since birth? Like, well, I mean. Since, since choice? I, well, since I started buying my own underwear. Okay. I like that. Um, <laughs> since choice, like I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, as far as, like, products that I'm very passionate about. You play Fortnite. I do. I play Fortnite. I don't. I don't. I don't want a sponsorship by them. You wouldn't put it on your bag. No, that'd be tough. I think I'm going to put Dude Perfect on my bag though. That's it, cool. It, speaking of legitimate sponsorships, I Let's, saw their wipes were on clearance the other day. What's happening? Are they their right? wipes? No, is that the wrong one? D- dude wipes. Dude wipes. Oh, sorry, sorry. What's Dude Perfect? Help me out. Dude Perfect is the original. I'd say original trick shot artist on online <laughs> oh, group of guys. Okay. Sorry, I don't know. A bunch of idiots from Texas. Gotcha. They get together and do trick shot stuff. You'd be surprised. So can I brag and and share? Absolutely. Uh, I'll go in deeper later at the closing. But Wesley arranged for my children, my oldest son, to meet Dude Perfect in Atlanta. And uh, such a cool experience. I can't tell you. And like I said, I'm going to share more about that later. I can't tell you how many people were jealous about oh. what happened when my wife put it online and family members, you know, were like, mm-hmm. how, what happened here? How did it happen? And, and nobody would know. So I just want to say personally, thank you. I still, yeah, I still get emotional thinking about it. Selfie time. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, I, I, I don't want to cry. Yeah. Danny Ford. Danny Ford. Stupid. Clemson's stupid. No, don't hate. The reason we're not talking about more is like I said, I want to come on, man. Crying Look at right. that. So he didn't recognize me. He's so old. I went to Clemson. Oh. When you shot your video with John Rahm, and what was uh-huh. your name? Uh, Tony R- Roney Tomo. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm going to play golf with Tony Romo in a few weeks, and I'm <laughs> daggone pumped about it. That's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm an, I was Roney Tomo. Okay, so how, how long did that shoot take? Was that something simple? Oh, yeah, that was just off the cuff. We just were there okay. and shot it in like 30 minutes. Right. So they, they, yeah, they do a lot of their stuff. Just if they have an idea and 
they'll be like, guys, fire up the cameras. Well, there's a Let's lot go. of setup on some of that stuff. Yeah, there's some of the stuff that they, they do a lot. And like the real life trick for. shots. Have you seen that? You'd be so impressed. So but, they're, they've been the fastest growing channel on YouTube for the past like three years. And they're a top five total channel on YouTube. Oh, wow. And they've got like 50 million subscribers. They're on Nickelodeon now. They have their, yeah, own, their show. own show. They did a tour this year. And honestly, following their social media, the tour looked fun. Mm-hmm. Like they had a good time every spot. But is, they played a lot of Tanya golf. Tanya, how do you say her name? Tanya Tare or whatever the girl that's doing it now. Is she with them? No, no, no. These guys, this is like Walmart, and you're talking about like They've done mom, a, mom and pop shop. Oh, okay. They've done a driving video with Dale Jr. That was pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they've had like Dale Jr., they've had Drew Brees, they've had Luke Bryan, they've had... Doing trick shots? Yeah. Yeah. Just Or competitions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the competitions they, they, they pull a very legitimate audience. Mm, yeah. YouTube. They got that again? Yeah, that's sorry. Terrible. That's me. Did you ask Danny Ford? I'm sure y'all could really come up with the answer. <laughs> no, actually, we, we talked about the weather, and we talked about <laughs> the challenge that he's having with his hemp crop growing right now. And oh, we didn't even talk about growers? He was one of the first five to I get thought, the pass in South I Carolina. I thought you were going to talk about his hemorrhoid when you no, said him. No. Come on, man. I was like, ah. Oh, Why are we talking about Danny Ford? Why did we have to bring up the Georgia game? All I was about to say, did you go to the game last weekend? I did not go. Okay. I'm actually uh, starting the Florida-South Carolina game this weekend. So I'll be there. What do you mean you're starting? So someone starts the Gamecock chant on the field before every game, and they wow, yep, that's cool. So you're like the guy in the Ohio State band thing. Yes, I know. This is this is a big deal. This is gonna be my first time doing. it. I'm kind of nervous. Any chance you could say, and don't forget to listen to me on pulling weeds (laughs) when you do it. (laughs) Well, this won't come out till 2020 anyway. Oh darn it! Yeah. This is not going to come out till 2020. Yeah. Hey, how about he, we could get him to sing our intro song since you won't ask Darius. Sounds like he wants it to come out sooner in 2020. I only want to pull weeds with you. <laughs> We're trying to get Darius to give us a new intro. Are you tight with Darius? Pull my weeds. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's a quote from Alan. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. I think we got to let him go at this point. We have kept him. Yeah, is Darius, out of hand? Darius is one of my buddies. See? How good would that be? A rounds for research slash pulling weeds promo that they do a selfie cam and we can just use it for whatever. I told Rob Daniel I would get Darius as a guest at some point. So I will We be- can do it down at Bulls Bay sometime it whenever they're done with their tour. I'll come down there, we'll play golf and Book it. Book it, Dana. And we- I will I'll sing your intro and then y'all can have Darius as a guest. Are we still going to Texas at some point? Yeah. I'm telling you, whenever you Wait, what's in Texas? Okay, so the what it is is my son gets to make a wish. Oh, that's right. And his wish was to meet Dude Perfect. That's right. Wesley arranged for that to happen. At I didn't want him to. I didn't want him to waste his wish on something that we could very easily coordinate. Right. Wow. Which is what Ty from Dude Perfect looked at Blake and said, "Don't waste your wish on that." Which was so cool. So, go to Hawaii or go yeah. have your day with Cam Newton or whatever, whatever right. wish. Right. You can see do. that's we, that's what I'm telling people. That's how far you've come. That's not trying to get too serious, but I mean, we're all about the people here. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing that you're giving back like that. A lot of guys, right. they wouldn't even take the time to let us in their home and, and have a conversation. So I, I appreciate well, that. Well, I wouldn't let just anybody, but True. since it True. was you two guys. And nice. we're going to, for your sake, we're going to make a big push in 2020 to get the smaller airification holes. Please do. Yeah. I'm not going to say a word about <laughs> cultural practices. Oh, at a facility. I will tell you another thing that I really appreciate is the green seeded sand. So I was going to ask you about divots. sand. Okay. What about on the greens? You know they have to top dress. Oh, I don't. I don't care about that. Do you care top if there's dressing? sand? 
no, when you're putting to make the surface smooth, or do you want it where there's no sand at all? I, would, I mean, obviously, I would prefer no sand, but I understand, but understand why, why they have to do it because I would rather long term have firmer greens and better surfaces, tighter surfaces than if you don't sand them and they just get a little bit soft and all that stuff. But as far as like when you fill the divots in the fairway, I just think I like the way the green sand looks, and then. I don't know if those little brown seed things, if they really help anything. <laughs> Sometimes they do, yeah. They bind the seed mix that goes in there, yeah. But I don't I don't know if it helps, but I know it looks good. It's like, oh, well, that's actually going to help the grass grow, which probably so doesn't really So do you like those cool season fairways where you get to leave the beaver pelts and then oh, have yeah. to put them back? Those mm-hmm. are fun, aren't they? Yeah. Especially with your wedges, I can only I mean, imagine. I prefer, like I said, I prefer Bermuda grass. Yeah. But Did, your caddy got a victory recently, didn't he? Wouldn't um. They? Wasn't that your caddy with somebody else, like the last six months or so? Am I thinking no. Of okay. Well, maybe he, no, he didn't win. Well, let's do this. Yeah, maybe we can return the favor then, and any of those that are in the Carolinas you want, and some that aren't, like Cherokee, for instance. How about we we return the favor and take you down to Cherokee one day? I mean, I'm in on that. Oh, I thought you want me to go get my wedges out of my bag and put them in his bags. They wouldn't I've stay got, in this room I mean, long if you brought your wedges in here. <laughs> All that I've got, I've got one brand new 54 in there that's going to be going in my bag shortly, but anything else is pretty much fair game. There will be a wedge lost here in just a minute. Alan will tell you, uh, it, you haven't listened to a lot of them, but I'm shameless. Um, we he were is. with the Toro people, and so I definitely asked them if they had a cedar that could go behind the tractor for the hunt What's club. What's a cedar? Exactly. So it's an implement that you put behind a tractor, and instead of like having to plow the stuff up, and then go behind and spread the seed, it's a machine that does it all at one time. So you just put the seed in the back of it, and you make one pass. It, it plows, it seeds, and it tills, and you just make one pass, and your seed is underground planted. Did you well, see That this? sounds more expensive than a wedge. Oh, a lot more. These are like, yeah, yeah. we're talking five digits. Tim minimal. has no shame in his yeah. I said I'd borrow it. I mean, it's oh, a convenient location you- between there and Charlotte, but if they had an old one they wanted to leave at the club, yeah, we hit the boneyard every time we go. Where are you at now? Uh, in Powdersville, just outside of Greenville. Okay. Yep. Our office is in Liberty. Liberty, uh, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. I'm not chasing a Liberty sponsorship. No, but you can say it's Liberty National. That's what we called it before the course up there. Oh, okay. That's where I work. I maintain uh, 0. 0.10 acres at Liberty National. That's Hold on. Why office. are we even talking about Toro? Well, you know there's an STI right down the street. Are you not a Toro guy? I'm a John Deere guy. Say it. Spring it. It's fine. Are you familiar with the orange lawnmowers are called? Hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, this is good for all of us. Yep. Uh, J. Yeah. Jacobson. Jacobson. That's it. I'm That's still it. a John Deere guy, though. And why is that? Just because they run a top class event. Oh, I've gotten to know some of the people over there. So I appreciate the people that spend their money in golf that benefits me. I know Toro obviously spends a lot of money in golf. I'm sure they do. Oh, John Maybe. Deere does too. But John Deere sponsors an event. Traveler sponsors an event. Tell them what you tried to do when we met with John Deere. Lord, I don't remember what I tried. You were trying to drive a combine. You were asking if we could sow the field right next door. We were with the the Turner Rebels. They owned the distributorship for the the, the western or the eastern part of the Carolinas, the Rebels family. Well, 2020, y'all come up to the John Deere Classic. I'll get you tickets, and Mm. you on Tuesday night, you guys can come and drive their tractors. Dude, I might get, do a GoFundMe page so we can get Alan the Pro-Am. Yeah, or That's get awesome. Alan in the Pro-Am. <laughs> we'll raise the money. This, I mean, I think you can still buy the. We might have to get you in the Monday. My, my 2020 is shaping up to look rather good. Yeah. yeah I'm happy. Yeah, that would be fine. 
I'll ride the coattails, man. We, I'm good with. I'm Ryan telling Wesley. you, the, the John John Deere one's easy. That so that tournament director is. I think he's the best tournament director that we come across, and they run a phenomenal event. Do you get to spend a lot of time with those guys? Um, or is I mean, the ones w- the ones that the ones that I like. You had spent like the guy that's running the event over in Jackson is amazing as well. Oh, our yeah. boy Steve, Steve Wilmot. Yeah, he's I was great. Say, you probably yeah, got to know Steve. I, I mean, I talk to Wilmot all the time. Yeah. He he does a really good job. But as far as outside, like John Deere and um, is Claire Peterson, he does a great job. And then Steve Jen over and Jackson. Those are probably the two that stick out to me above and beyond. Steve and I are going to take a little road trip over here. You got any good? You know Steve. He's on the board. Yeah, I'm back on the board of the foundation now, too. I've known him since I got hired. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a twenty-year relationship as well. Because well, when, when you and Jake go over there, let's that that'll be the the day I go play golf with you guys. Oh man, how good would that be? Well, you have to spend the night. Then we'll put you up down there somewhere because we could do Congaree one day and Cherokee the next. Mm. Well, we could do that, and then stay one more night, and then go over to Hoopy. Yeah, we could time it all out the same. You guys, we could do it over the holidays. It'd probably be best. I'd rather be down there that time of year, Wesley. Mm-hmm. Just, Just because I don't want the gnats on. carrying me away. I, I don't want to miss what's behind him, the Order of the Palmetto. That's important. And I had the pleasure of being there that day uh, with other, uh, still with the Golf Association. So that's the highest award a citizen can get in the state of South Carolina. I mean, I'm a heck of a civilian, guys. Right. Not, <laughs> it's pretty not amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I'm sure Charlie yeah. Roundtree had something to do with that, but... Uh, you got any good Charlie has a Charlie has his finger in just about everything. Well, he they they employed Charlie as a Do you know that lobbyist. Really? I hired him ten years ago when I moved over for what? Golf. We take care of anything: environmental, tax, regulatory, water. We've helped write the uh, some of the water regulations in the state of South Carolina since then for surface water can permitting. You, can, my water bill is like two hundred twenty-five <laughs> bucks a month. Yeah, in this place, and there's only two of us and a baby. How's that even possible? I tell you what, we can do some of those bills that you pass. We can take a look at your irrigation box. I let it run for five minutes. I have it set on a five minute timer. How often? Uh, Six days a week. Duh. No, no. We need to get you on a weather one that's tied into your local weather station where it'll only water when you need it to. Right, mine is. I I put it on delays and stuff. All right. I delayed it for a couple days. Do you have Do you have a toilet that leaks? Have you looked around? No, I, the, the the meter doesn't leak. I mean, look, we just moved in, and I grew mine in, and my water bills were way higher than I thought. And so, anyways, yeah, we had a toilet that was just... Had the guy come and fix that, cut the bill in half. Really? She was blaming me that it was the irrigation. Nah. I'll be honest, I don't want this to end. This is a good episode, but we got to wrap it up. You got to get going. For what reason? Oh, I got a doctor's appointment. Yeah, and I mean, we're already at an is hour. Is that what happened when you, when you get old? Mm-hmm. Or have heart attacks. Yeah. Oh. My mom's well, in the My mom had, I don't think I told you, my mom had a house. My wife took her to the hospital. She okay? 10 Did o'clock. you get anything? You don't know yet? No, I don't know yet. My so she's got an know. auto defibrillator in. Is that what you were yeah. saying? Yeah. Mm. So basically, she's if she ER has a problem, now. instead of having to put the paddles on them, yeah, this thing just, to your heart and it shocks you. Yeah. So you got I got a friend who's got one and he says it knocks him to his knees when it happens. She Medicine is amazing, isn't it? That's crazy. Gosh. Well, Wes, I hope you don't need it. No, I hope not. I hope you can heal. How about we get you some essential oils for that shoulder? Have you tried any essential oils? I've tried some CBD patches. No, no, I was no, going to no. ask about essential CBD. oils. Isn't that illegal on tour, though? No. Okay. Um, I mean, the company I work with is half, careful, right. half CBD. Yeah, they are very careful, and I know exactly what's in it. And, you have right. to, right? I mean, I, I even went and got, I was on it for like 
a month or so and went and got drug tested just because I wanted to make and sure. Okay. And that was a weird call to the doctor. Hey, uh, can yeah. I get tested for THC, please? <laughs> Did you come um, up? Okay. Yeah, yeah I peed Good. in a cup and they said, you're clean. Hey, so you have to route that through your um, minister? <laughs> That'd be more yes, awkward. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, are we done? Anyway, guys, y'all are welcome back anytime you want. Thank you, Wesley. Let's yeah, think, we need 20 minutes to steal wedges and shirts. Let's thank George yes. and Valerie Bryan for raising such a good young man. I, I uh, think you have to. No. I love your mom. Your mom's a sweetheart. And give my wife all the credit. Elizabeth is a very nice young lady. She's made you a good man, huh? She has. Well, well not a good her. man. A, a bettering man. That's great. How long have you known her? Since preschool. That's right. That's we started right. dating in high school. So those of y'all, there's still hope out there for those high school sweethearts. Forget the 58% divorce rate in America. Call Wesley for advice. Exactly. I remember when Wesley was on the cover of the South Carolina Golfer magazine, and uh, which I don't see listed anywhere here. Anyway, he took a couple. He's like, yeah, my in-laws would think that's pretty cool. That's great. And then he goes on and wins. He's on a lot more stuff. But Wesley, thank you. Uh, for pulling weeds with us and good luck when you make it back out there man well thank you guys thanks for having me on we're all congratulations we're proud of you man you're making south carolina proud all right well i hope y'all enjoyed that episode everybody um as much as i did walking out of his garage that day you made out like a bandit i was proud of you i'm an old fundraiser doesn't hurt to ask but i got i got a sleeve of those taco bell balls too residual just by being there when you asked yeah and they are still up in my son's room well, I mean, in all candor, and I'm hoping Wesley's listened to this, you know, the whole vision, right, was it started with the tweet, and I think it was the week that he won at Harbortown. Uh-huh. It might have been the next year. Excuse me. But it was the Easter egg one, and it was all the different soccer ball colors that oh, weren't yeah. even on the market yet. I got you. And they were Easter eggs right, in a right. basket. And it was some tweet about Easter basket <laughs> and his Callaway soccer ball golf balls. And so I had this vision of – Wesley having a 55-gallon drum of soccer balls in his gotcha. house where, you know, we walk in, hey, can we get some soccer balls? And he digs out a range bucket. You know right, what I mean? Right. Just, we take them home. But instead, he hands us a, each a sleeve of the Taco Bell balls, which is phenomenal because those are super right. limited. I don't even know. And he only had like a – there was only one dozen in there, I think. But yeah. Was, yeah. He was yeah. down low. So, I mean, I feel like we got into family stash there. Probably did. Yeah. But the good news is – the the youngster yes was not old enough to hold all those wedges that were laying against the wall so i didn't feel bad about getting into that family stash either yeah and those were pretty cool wedges they obviously are. yes collector's items in some people's opinion and quick kudos uh or not kudos but good luck to his sister mary chandler is about to have a baby congratulations yeah. i saw that on the twitter machine yeah that leaves george yeah no i mean it's time for george to have a baby keep up with the Bryans. are they not not i don't know oh anyways yeah no i see him on the twitter machine doesn't yeah. his wife love to golf now she's learning yeah oh, okay yeah did you see the video where she fussed at him about coaching i thought that was pretty funny i don't think i saw that one. yeah no it kind of brought him back to you know it seemed like the perfect couple on some of those videos but then she was like fussing at him well how am i supposed to do that oh wow yeah perfect it's it family golf coaching is tough yes and oh. i speak from experience yeah a lifetime of experience Living through it and now living through it. Did your dad try to teach you to play golf? Some. Okay. Until until he didn't. We'll get you lessons, boys. Yeah, yeah. I don't even try now. No, it was a couple years in before it got serious, and it was like, okay, and it was a series of three lessons that 
Who'd you go see, lesson-wise? Do you I remember? I can't even tell you the guy's name. At the fort? This would have been at, um, oh, not Layla Hua, but Wiley. Uh, you weren't here. Yeah, at okay. Wiley on um, Schofield Barracks. I bet it'd be tough to take a lesson in Hawaii with all the wind. I mean, do you know where you're hitting it, really? It's not that bad all the time. Okay. You'd be surprised. Okay. I mean, there's a leeward breeze most days, but, I mean, you're not – I, I always have loved to shape the ball, right? Like right. when you talk about Wesley and shaping the ball, like mm-hmm. I have visions of yeah. shot tracer stuff, right? And yep. So, I mean, I constantly battle that every shot on the golf course. Am I hitting this ball right to left or left to right? And it, it's probably why I'm not a very good golfer a lot of the times. Um, right. Trying to think, you know, anyways, yeah, long story it. short, you learn to do a lot of that. I don't think it's nearly as bad as Texas growing up is what you hear you know okay. like justin leonard and right tom kite and guys like that that have like flat golf swings and things of that nature yeah um <laughs> you look at like a michelle Wee or folks like that i mean still big mechanical takeaways and did you ever meet her no she was the wheezy no i mean i was i left there in 93 when i first came, i don't even think she was born right i didn't think about that when i first came to work here for the Bobby Chapman, Chris Miller had me getting addresses, and Tad Fujikawa was one of yeah. them. Yeah. So I emailed the Hawaii Golf Association and asked if I could get his address to send him an invitation, and they replied, "No, you can send us the invitation. We'll send it to him, but we have to." Re- they were mainly trying to protect Michelle Wee at the time. Uh, uh, was she Hawaii? Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. And they didn't. They're like, you know, it was people like that. We can't give out the info. So well, grew up there. I think it's Asian descent, but yeah, yeah. Um, she well, was she was a phenom. She was still a junior golfer phenom at that time. You know what's crazy is that so when I was playing, I remember somebody mentioning the name Tiger Woods. Yeah, from one of the kids, I ended up in a final group of a tournament somewhere with a couple kids in this one tournament, and they had been, I want to say San Diego, or they had been to the mainland. Right. And okay. Played. Yeah. And um there was this kid that they were talking about. Right. It was crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, this would have been 92-3. Right. So, I mean, this would have been his, you know, junior golf days as well, which was, anyways, the parallels there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, good episode, Wesley. I think it was – um. it's a blessing. Yeah, you know? he's a good kid. Like I say, we can't call him the kid. but No, I mean, I'll always – he's younger than me. Right. Punko. No, um, he's a good egg, and I and I think the neat thing is is still being receptive to the people that you were hanging around when you came up. Yes, he hasn't lost touch with us, and and I don't mean that selfishly like others have, but um, you know we can sit down and have a conversation with him just like this, and hopefully y'all saw some of that. I just remembered a funny story. So I used to smoke cigarettes, and during their junior days, you know, it's about a pack a day, pack and a half. And they'd always kind of give me grief about quitting. And when I finally put cigarettes down, you know, they were one of the first ones I told just because they gave me so much grief over the years. And I remember the first time I saw them out at Columbia Country Club one day, just out of the blue. Instead of getting a handshake, they both, like, grabbed me and pulled me in and to smell me to see if I smelled like cigarettes. That's and great. I didn't. And so they were, they kind of gave me a half-five then. But, yeah, they're good awesome. dudes. Good yeah. dudes. No, I mean, and yeah, without a doubt. But speaking of good dudes, our next episode of Pro Series, Ugh. it's a bunch of good dudes. Wow. It's the most we've ever had. Wow. Kyle. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, I know. Kyle Trainum, Jay Haas, Bill Haas, Dillard Pruitt, 
It's a good one. It's a good one. And, and you know, the worst part is, is and, and this is my biggest complaint with Alan, and it started all the way back with our first episode. He's like, okay, it's time to go. Yeah, like, I know. Dude, this table, it's dated from the 30s. We got another couple years here around <laughs> it. <laughs> I know. We can't wait for them to hear that part about me dog and jay's table a little bit but and also you get a great tiger story from bill haas that wow. we are not going to censor so next next episode it will be a explicit episode due to one word maybe the pga tour will pick up on it and want to promote the pulling weeds podcast and I have to tag them on that i don't think they're going to approve it not that word no not uh, the story <laughs> let's, we got one little piece of business to wrap up with what the conference and show oh i'll let you just have at it it's unfortunate. COVID has taken over our world as we know it. Um, it's affected a lot of decisions. And as you all know, we rely on the conference and show to provide a number of member benefits throughout the year. And this year we're not going to be able to have that event. There's a lot of factors that went into that. Uh, I'm sure without going into a lot of details, everybody's probably pretty much aware that the most important thing is health and safety of our members. And so I think if we can just understand that, then we can realize that hopefully the team has done well enough over the last, I don't know, 60-plus years now since 1954 to the what-if that we've always talked about in board meetings. And, yeah. you know, um, what if this happens? What if that happens? Well, we never knew what that what-if was, but we tried to prepare for it as best that we could. So um, here we are. Here we are. So hopefully we'll have uh, – some announcements soon about what we're going to be able to do. Uh, the focus will be education, yep. and the focus will be interactive education online. Uh, and the goal will be to provide GCSAA education points as well as pesticide credits in a number of states. Um, and who knows how far those states will reach. We'll work with all of our other chapter partners to find out. Nice. Um, but our goal would be that, you know, <clears throat> it's not just our members that are going to benefit from this. Very good. So, um, but aside from that, if you start seeing some logos available out there, um, logos. your, your Carolina's logo that you're so proud of, um, you see the opportunity, uh, for it on a buff, on a shirt, on a hat, on a pair of socks, on a pair of flip flops, on some trash can liners, um, <laughs> on some picture frames, on some chairs, on, no, I'm just kidding. Don't forget to support us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there'll be a combination of things that we're going to do over the next year or so to get us through the next conference and show. Uh, and a lot of that's going to be relying on partner support. And without going too deep into it, I will just say publicly that it is well appreciated, those of y'all who have picked up the phone and reached out and said, what can we do? That means more than y'all know. Um, it's so much better than the other phone calls that are bashing staff and complaining about the decision made and making it political, which mm. by no means was it at right, all. Right. It's so, all about safety. Yeah. I wasn't even in those discussions, but I know that. It has to be. And um, unfortunately, the summary is, and, and I, may, I don't think I said this before, but I, I don't think anybody can honestly foresee the improvements over the next 120 days leading up to conference and show will be as as resounding of improvements as the degradation that we've seen over the last 120 days man in terms of consumer confidence or right right uh, the ability to be in the same room with people numbers of people etc so it's funny when we started this podcast we, how long do you think this table is 15 feet oh no this 
this table's probably 18 to 21. I had Tim at the other end of the table. He got offended. I did. Yeah. Just like you get offended when people follow me and don't follow you on the Twitter machine. It happens, man. Yeah, I haven't checked on that. You'll you'll get over it. I'm I'm over to USDA Green section. I haven't (laughs) even thought about that since you brought it up since the last time we talked about it. Now I'm going to go look and see if they – I know they haven't followed us because I haven't got a notification, but so be it. I might block them. (laughs) I'm going to block the Green section from following the Carolinas. Yes, I am. Well, I can fix that. I know. I'm not going to. I'll just. Good news is administrative control can be shared on that was, some of those platforms. That was my anger talking. I apologize. Yeah, we don't need any of that. Angry Al can stay home. Yeah. What's that? The broad? Stay on that side of the broad river, will you, buddy? Broad river. Is that the one you cross coming over here? Yes. We're parked. What is it? Yeah, I guess I do get a little more angry when I come on this side of Broad River, don't I? <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, man. We're going east of the Broad to record from now on, folks. Just, That's going to be our new dividing line. Brushy <laughs> Creek in the upstate and Broad River in the middle of the state. Oh, uh, that's funny. Nothing personal. Swaggered over at Palmetto, but you're on the wrong side of the river for the next podcast. Is he? Well, he doesn't talk anyway. Yeah, well, Swag. we tried. He's great. Maybe we could do a text podcast with people. That would be funny. And we just sit here, and we're texting them for an hour, and we're reading their replies to our questions in our own voice of their voice. I did have a user-submitted question. Well, from Let's ba- hit it up. Well, we don't have a superintendent to ask. So maybe we'll add questions next episode. We'll let, I'll let you answer it at the opening, and then we can get the superintendent answer. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Or, better yet, let's do, if we can collect. Okay, if y'all have questions... For golf course superintendents that you'd like asked, send them in. Yep. Our goal would be to have at least four unique questions so we can do Quiz Timmy. Two on the front end and two on the back end answers will be revealed that we will ask the super during the middle of the segment. I love it. How's Uh, that? Fair enough? Send us a private message on Twitter. Do you all realize this is part of a script that we've had laid out for months? We're just unveiling to you as a form of surprise. Yeah. Game plan. Game plan. We've got a seven-year plan for this podcast. Correct, which we hope will get us to um, August first. We didn't. You didn't say what episode this was. It's something dot something dot <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, thank y'all for listening. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call one eight hundred. 476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullen underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullen Weeds Podcast. I text you for six months now. Oh, I need some soccer balls. I'm not bashful. <laughs> Your wish is my command. Soccer balls. Soccer balls. Ooh, soccer balls. Uh, soccer no. balls. All I've got are Taco Bell ones. Yes. Thank you. That's limited edition there, homie. These cost me so oh, much you. at the golf ball. I bought the dozen of them you donated. Really? Oh, yeah. I gave them away to everybody. I was like, oh, I got the Taco Bell ones, guys. Well, look at that. So now I have a sleeve for myself. <laughs> I got a sleeve for me, too. Thank That's you. Awesome. Are you a cadet medium? Um, Love? No, but my oldest son is. And he's playing. He's got your two shirts that you gave to the golf ball, by the way. He's wearing them. Tim racked he's, up. He's a medium? Oh, uh, whatever you sold at the golf ball, he's wearing. Oh golf my gosh! Shirts. Well, if you want to come to my closet, I've got about fifty shirts that he can have. No joke. Oh, maybe I'm more. not bashful because maybe he loves more collared shirts. He's getting to that point. He's in eighth grade now. Okay. Well, he's gonna be he's gonna be loaded up. Those are. I'm telling you, you don't even need to record the show. You're good to go now. Oh. Mm.
to Christmas. Solved! <laughs> hey, and welcome to Pulling Weeds. That's a lot of... Yeah, I know. I got a little high there. I, I totally maxed it out. Hey, and welcome to Pulling... <clears throat> Sorry. Here, you ready? Third time? I mean, I just like to... <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing I heard like a little time. puff of air coming through. I, I heard it that time. <laughs> it's almost like the little headphones go. Pulling weeds. <laughs> All right, last time. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> welcome to pulling weeds. <laughs> Why don't you just roll with that? 